Mm. Autumn is in the air. The pumpkins are in the patch, and our friends at Manscaped are here to make sure you don't carve your pants pumpkins when you're grooming, if you know what I'm saying. Make sure you're keeping things fresh this fall with the leaders in male grooming and their brand new fourth-generation performance package. Boys, get ready for a cuffing season like no other. Ready to take the leap into fall with Manscaped? Join the two million men worldwide using Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code DelphinPod, D-E-L-F-I-N-P-O-D. You'll get 20% off and free shipping with the code DelphinPod. Welcome to Countdown to Infinity, a Marvel's Avengers podcast. We talk all things Marvel Cinematic Universe, and uh, boy, is the universe expanding. We're excited because this whole week is dedicated to the newest MCU movie. Honestly, maybe the first in three years to be exclusively released in theater that you can see in IMAX and, and you know, uh, I guess everywhere else, um, except not your house. But uh, uh, we're, we're dedicating this whole week to Shang-Chi and the mm-hmm. Legend of the Ten Rings, the, an origin story, a, a fantastic movie, and a really big successful one that it seems like a lot of people have seen. And this is our spoiler-full conversation. We have a spoiler-free episode that's out now. Um, so if you haven't seen the movie, just use your little little finger and scroll up or scroll down. Oh, wait, hold on. I guess it depends on what you're scrolling on. Yeah. Just, I guess find the one previous to this because there is a spoiler-free edition but we're talking full-on spoilies so this is your warning spoiler-esque spoiler-esque warning uh we're gonna talk about about this movie we're gonna talk about uh what we liked about it we're gonna talk about how it it it, it, uh it changes the the marvel cinematic universe and honestly maybe i don't know talk about some dimension stuff because it seems like the the, there's a lot of that especially in the after credits um but i my name is emmanuel and i'm excited because we've got some O. G's on the pod. It sounded like you said OGs, oh, like oh geez. Like, oh, like geez, Morty. Rick. Like yeah. Morty, yeah. <laughs> oh geez, Rick, we got a we got a couple of people on the pod. Oh okay, okay Morty, we just gotta get them on. You, Man, gotta you, you sound more like like Marty McFly. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh geez. Um <laughs> My name's Andrew. Hey I'm back. It's John. Wow. Also uh, back. I feel like you know we did we did the Black Widow episode with yeah, you all yeah. and we did like a Spider-Man preview I think a couple yeah of it, weeks and it's ago. honestly that's Dude, true really? that's a Patreon exclusive which yeah, is a yeah. great way to talk about Patreon two minutes in plug <laughs> but John and Andrew you're no strangers obviously to the MCU because we've done I think dozens of episodes by now yeah. all of the movies for sure all of the, the main, movies the main for ones, sure yeah. and I guess we'll be doing it more often. Yeah, I guess we're next week. We're gonna be, I guess, on a what if because like there's a Marvel zombies, zombies one, that's and then out. we'll also so we get to that's Eternals. Yeah, <laughs> like we got Eternals <laughs> still, and then there is another Spider-Man, Spider-Man. movie, Spider-Man, uh, Spider-Man, um, yeah, M-E-N, because multiple Spider-Mans. Yeah, it's true. Mm, but I feel like uh, you know, after a whole year, maybe year and a half of uh, no MCU movies, here we are, and what a I would say, well. Black Widow, I guess, was a return to the theaters, but uh, Shang-Chi, in a, in a really big way, is really like the audience coming back over a weekend 
that's historically pretty bad. But uh, what what did you uh, what did you, how did you feel going to the movies and and I guess seeing it with a big crowd? It's just like on the Zoom where we're just waiting for you to address one of us. <laughs> yeah. We're doing this IRL, but our tempo is still Zoom. So let me mute myself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Some of us are lagging. Turn your camera off. <laughs> my Wi-Fi is not good, and I'm talking about my BrainFi. Um, yeah, no. Um, I think it it wasn't my first go at the movies. Uh, You've been going often, early yeah, and often. Well, and also, like uh, I mean, yeah, yeah, for sure. But that's because I'm vaccinated, and I I don't take my mask off when I'm there. But we've been to a couple of movies, King Kong and Mortal Kombat and um, oh, damn, yeah, uh, Black lot. Widow and this. Candyman. So, yeah, Candyman. Yeah, exactly. So, so yeah. I guess we go every week. <laughs> yeah, but but this is the first time, I mean, uh, aside from Candyman, which Candyman was also fantastic, but we'll talk about that on original sequel. But um, uh, Black Widow was really cool, but there's a difference between Black Widow and, and Shang-Chi for sure is that, you know, Black Widow obviously had the option to stream, which mm. obviously um, in turn kind of makes it susceptible to bootlegs and stuff like that so you definitely don't have to leave your house unfortunately yeah that might um, be something someone might sue over one day yeah yeah <laughs> and um yeah and so the shang chi was the, the the real test no safety net no nothing no safety net yeah and it was weird because they're uh you know obviously they're not an experiment this, this is the real deal the, the movie as as you know as you saw but um, at the same time, they kind of were just the the experiment for everybody. Where it's like, hey, are we gonna push back we James saw Bond? Or, I mean, which James Bond? Or who knows when that movie's coming out? But uh, uh, Venom got moved up. Which yeah, was, changed again. Yeah, because of the uh, you know because Jackass got moved back. Oh yeah, like all kinds of movies are Everything, moving around. Yeah, and so now um, now we're gonna kind of find out on how uh, things are going to go from here but obviously this one wasn't a wasn't a bomb and it was uh, super successful and it broke all court, uh, all kinds of records and stuff like that so it was really cool to to see it on an opening night i mean we went to go see it in IMAX and um it, it wasn't as packed because it was the the later showing people still had school and um and work the next day but at the same time um just just blew me away to have a genuine uh, movie going experience post the pandemic again yeah where um just you know an avengers level type of type of thing uh it was a it was super awesome just to hear the reaction from from everybody that that's half of it i think for me yeah um because i'm, I'm picking it apart right as i'm watching it so it was really really cool to to kind of get everybody else's like the, the general feel and consensus for how it was recepted and um, things like that. But yeah, super awesome. Uh, and I'm glad to be back into a movie theater safely. John, what'd you think about being in a theater? Everyone <clears throat> clapping, hollering, hooting, farting? Uh, definitely that last one. No, I mean, it was really <laughs> nice to, like, I think like I share Drew's, um, you know, experience. We've kind of, I've been going to movie theaters on and off sort of since uh, I've been vaccinated and since things have been coming out. I saw like, you know, some of the ones that even you didn't need to go, like I think. You know, oh for the, damn! Well, I'm talking about like the HBO Max ones, like you know the ones that come out. At Army home. of the Dead, yeah, the option, yeah. <clears throat> Army of the Dead and stuff. We still watch them in theaters because it's still really cool to see them on a giant screen. And the Suicide Squad, Suicide yeah, the Squad, Squad. 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 Also, also amazing. Um, in theaters was pretty great. Um, it was um, a little surreal, like to be there with a, uh, especially me watching this on a matinee. Um, it was kind of weird to see so many people even there, like even during the day, which is insane. Um, it was thrilling, you know, the, the jokes land and you hear people like, you know, react to them. Um, and specifically in this movie, when it comes to a certain character, um, <clears throat> you know, like Ben Kingsley's character. Uh, oh, damn. You, Spoilers happening already. Um, it was really, it was, it's awesome. It's awesome to go back. I know we, we 
talked about Black Widow, and I think you guys saw Black Widow in theaters, and I didn't actually see it in theaters. Hmm. But um, so this is your first big MCU back. Yeah, and then well, it's also a, a really nice. I guess it's just good to say that this is a new experience too. Like Black Widow, you kind of came at Black Widow as in like already knowing the character, which is didn't make her movie any less um, impactful. It was a great movie, but you know this is a whole new realm of like you know of new stuff that's thrown at you it's you know the mcu um, newest hero basically and it's really awesome to experience that uh with the crowd because you know everyone's having fun and you know you can hear everyone's reactions to you know a certain action piece or mostly the jokes i think the jokes is like where it's funny to or it's fun to listen to people laugh whenever like it's you know they land like correctly and sometimes when they people overdo it when it (laughs) if it's not that funny but um, it's also interesting to know what people <clears throat> laugh at, and some things you're like, "Oh, <laughs> I yeah, think yeah, that was funny." But everyone here is is laughing. Yes, maybe, yeah, 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 maybe it's maybe it's me. It was um, it's awesome though. I, I really hope uh, you know, we I guess uh, Shang Chi shows that people really do want to go back to movie theaters for big events, yeah, like big event movies like this. And I think nothing's bigger than a Marvel movie nowadays. So that was always going to be the case, like yeah. you know. And then I think the I guess comparing it to like movies that were streaming like at the same time, um, yeah, this is like one of those exclusives that shows that like this, the theater isn't really dead. Like, yeah, you know, it's th- not going to go away for a while. It's still a really special experience, and even though there's varying degrees of comfortability, and obviously the Delta variant is ravaging some communities, there's you know you can watch it at a drive-in, you can watch it at a matinee. That's like a really great place to to watch it with a smaller crowd. Obviously, be vaccinated and wear a mask, and then also you can just like wait it'll be on disney plus in in like 45 days and or in less now uh since it came out last week so um uh again if you haven't seen it this is probably not the greatest pod but just bookmark it if you're waiting for disney plus and watching it you know at your house but let's dive right into it so i already talked about some of my um thoughts on this movie i obviously have more because contrary to popular belief i have more than one thought in my head I'm talking to you, America, um, but <laughs> nobody's attacking. This is me, like, just being preemptively upset about something that yeah, hasn't happened. That might happen. Yeah, this is uh, therapy. But I feel like uh, we – I, I want to hear what you all thought about the movie. Generally, we're obviously going to go character by character. We'll talk about the action, some of the insane choices that they make in this that make it so <clears> much <throat> uh, more special. Uh, but, Andrew, what do you think about Shang-Chi and, 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 the, and the Legend of the Ten Rings? Man, yeah. Uh, so, I saw you take a deep breath, and I was like, oh. Fuck. So I he's didn't about, like it that much. I'm just he's kidding. about to sing. I fucking hated this movie. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, no, it was really, really awesome. Man, um, there was so many times where uh, I, I think I've wanted to be Marvel's biggest critic, where it's like, all right, uh, they're going to lose me here. I know they're going to lose me here. What if, for sure, it's not going to be that good. And I'm watching every episode of What If, and I'm like, damn, yeah. every episode's the fucking a banger. It's the same thing with Black Widow. It's the same thing with all their their streaming shows and stuff like that. So this one was no different where I'm like, okay, this is where I fall off. Like, of course, this next Marvel thing is where I fall off. And um, I was a little bit intrigued because, you know, uh, we're bumping into that that problem that doesn't seem to be a, a problem anymore where we're coming into the B list characters, C list characters that we never knew. Problematic characters. Yeah, 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 in well, this case, yeah, yeah, it, it, and it definitely was, yeah, for sure. And you know, it, it's it's uh, some of the controversy with you know what why they did the Mandarin the way they did him and yeah. stuff like that in Iron Man three and stuff. But 
Yeah, no, um, it, it's really, really crazy to to kind of bump into these lesser characters, and now you know that they're going to be a household name forever because of uh, one, you know, just the the equal representation front, um, for sure. But also, too, just just how much culture is packed into the movie, which um, it, it it flows from everywhere. Where people are like, "I see Dynasty Warriors here," and we're like, "Oh, this is like like anime, or this is like uh, you know." um you know uh, uh kung fu movies and you know i saw so much of jackie chan in there where he when he's fighting he uses the you know the, the environment he uses his jacket and he uses the pole and he's using all these uh you know cl again classic uh jackie chan tropes but also at the same time kind of paving new ground and um making it normal because you know that that's why i think we 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 love movies like this so much because they're so different because there hasn't been anything like it and now they can become the norm where you know it doesn't have to be just you know hey it's a it's a black panther movie it's an all black cast or hey it's a you know um shang chi movie it's an all um chinese or asian you know cast and stuff like that so um i i think it's really cool to kind of just like oh it's a movie now cuz it's normal and now you know th this is the way we 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 do it we do things now so it was really really cool and uh most of the time i was watching it my jaw kept hitting the ground i kept kind of wanting yeah i sat next to you and i kept saying Andrew, pick your jaw off the ground. A fly will, will <laughs> fall in there. Big mouth. Well, then, like, close your mouth, Andrew. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, because I, I kept thinking, like, uh, people kept, kept saying that this was the best action in the MCU. And I'm like, no way. Like, you, you think of set pieces, like, again, the knife Winter fight in Winter, yeah, Winter, Winter Soldier, where it's like, huge. that choreography is just so badass. Or you think of an action piece where it's like Doctor Strange versus Thanos. And you're like, okay, that's, that's crazy action, right? And then you get to the first 10 minutes of this movie and, uh, you know, um, when Wu's fight with with uh, with uh, Lee's uh, with Lee is just crazy. Yeah. Um. It, it it's uh it's bonkers and it, it kind of sucks you in right right as, away. Yeah. Yeah. When even him, you know, uh, I, I did call. I uh, did. I not predict the 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 Mandarin's uh, origin before the the movie came out. I remember telling John like he's gonna be this guy that lived for a long time and he just kind of you know pillaged through the through people and conquered and stuff like that. Um, but even that scene and his origin and the fact that they present to you presented to you as like a legend where it's like, hey, it's going to follow the Ten Rings. Yeah, ultimately, it's a story about balance and like family and learning to, um, you know, um, respect where you come from and um, things like that. But at the same time, it's about these, you know, super um, uh, kind of like magical, mystical um, elements which at, you know ends up coming back around towards the yeah, end yeah maybe movie. from another dimension who knows yeah but um yeah it, it, it's just so much um so much um awesomeness i think it just packed in, into one movie and uh, i'm you know i don't want to dive in too much of it because then i'm going to start talking yeah we're going to get it we're going to get it we're going to dive in so the, deep we're going to need a, a a bigger submarine yeah <laughs> yeah and and but ultimately you know being an origin story for um you know one of the the first Asian, you know, prominent Asian superheroes that 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 can pave the way for so many others and um, break barriers uh, and stuff like that for sure. Um, but also still be able to have fun and uh, you know, it's it's not forced or it's not pressed. It doesn't have an agenda. It all does it organically, and it's just really like the more I watch it, the more things I, I end up finding where it's like, man, mm. that that animal's based in in you know uh, Chinese culture, like for sure. And but um, yeah, just uh, ultimately. One of my top, you know, it's in the top five yeah. easily right after. As soon as the movie was over, I was like, oh, yeah, that easily blew like more than half of these movies out of the water. Yeah. 
I mean, but, they, I mean, yeah, it, it's sort of a, 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 a it, it's a pinnacle movie, definitely for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. John, what did you think of of Shang Chi? Uh, it was a great, great movie. I've only seen it once. I think you guys have seen it like multiple times. Multiple right? times. Yeah. Andrew, I think saw it twice. I watched it thrice, and honestly, I don't watch movies um, three times. I don't watch movies twice that often. But, in general, uh, in general, yeah. <laughs> I just I, <laughs> like even after they're well, like, I don't know. Do you do you rewatch movies often? <laughs> I I watch a movie, and then the thing that I think of the most afterwards, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna let that sit with me for like five years. The Matrix was playing in the background, and we've That's seen true. this movie like dozens of times. Yeah. Um, yeah, I watch movies usually. Uh, I really wanted to watch this again. Um, I just didn't have time to. Um, yeah. It's through work and stuff like that. But, um, man, that first viewing stuck with me. Holy hell. Like, I didn't... It was the exact same reaction that I guess Drew had. It was just I didn't know... I saw this at a matinee, and I didn't really know what to expect. I mean, you see the, the trailers kind of make it to be like a martial arts kind of fantasy epic. And holy hell, was that just like scratching the surface? Because... The way the, what the movie actually is, and what the you know the trailers leave out the best parts of the flick, and um, man, whoa, like just like everything at once. I I haven't caught a whole lot of things in it because I've only seen it once. But it's um, what a trip! Like you know, it's just um, again, I didn't expect it to be that good. Like I knew I was expecting like your typical. It sounds weird saying that because like well, you're the typical also trained Marvel by Marvel to think. Yeah, yeah, that. exactly. To see like, and then there are some Marvel tropey things. I mean, we'll get into that. Um, but, like that damn Marvel Studios title card. Yeah, they yeah, do that, that in every fucking movie. That goddamn Wong. That, <laughs> that's true. Now he's that, in that fucking Wong, everything, yeah. right? Um, but holy hell, like the enjoyment, like the, the the movie's overall fun factor is just like it's crazy. Like it's like you, I've never had this much fun in a while at a Marvel movie. I yeah. think since like probably since Infinity War. I mean, because Endgame was, uh, was, a, was a, you know, was not a wasn't not that it's not a fun movie but it's like you know i haven't had this much like holy shit did you just see that like yeah. type of moment since like infinity war um <clears throat> man like I, I loved it it was like it's probably up there maybe in the top five for me like already um and having this is like we're going into this like <clears throat> i would say i'm going into this kind of blind like i don't know much about shang chi in the comics i know that he is a character in the comics i know that he's like you know they um, interacts with other martial arts people in the comics, like Iron Fist, and and such. Um, but I didn't know a whole lot of this, uh, you know, about the character going in. And I, I think it's you're supposed to do that because, from what I heard, you know, the origins are kind of changed very differently for the for the movie. Like, the yeah, movie. The, he uh, I, he he the comic book came out at a time <laughs> where Kung Fu, the TV series, was was really exciting. Yeah. Uh, and they licensed a super racist character, Fu Manchu, yes, yes, yes. in order to, to be in the Marvel comic books. And you have to remember, during this time in Hollywood, Bruce Lee left Hollywood because they wouldn't cast him to be in movies. Because they were like, instead, we want David Carrot, we want a, a white guy to do all the fighting. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I think it's smart, but also kind of dangerous for them to to pick this character and honestly might be one of the reasons why they're having a hard time releasing it in china now still oh really i didn't know that well, kinda... they, they did walk that back the the fu manchu stuff because yeah they did license you know um uh this character that w- that they didn't make and that was you know basically played like you know via almost like blackface yeah. back in, in movies you know um, but they ended up uh, retconning him to Zhang Shu, the name, no. and they ended up saying that, hey, it's it's like the origin in this movie, which, you know, other than the racist-ass name, almost exactly like the same origin that, yeah. that um, Shang has in the, uh, in, the, uh, in the book. 
But um, yeah, they end up you know saying that hey, he's had many names. Yeah, and, and Fu Manchu. <clears throat> but John, to your credit, one. it is the classic. <laughs> now we know Marvel Studios thing to pick a character who maybe has close to a blank slate for the general public. Right, right, yeah, and create whatever you want. He's not the Hulk or Spider Man. Right, yeah, and um, oh, holy hell! But again, like the fun factor of the movie just like blew me away. It's just like I can't wait to see this movie again because of it. Um. You know, even just the, the action itself, which is like, you know, holy shit. There are like, you know, gripes, I guess we'll get into it. But um, man, like what a s- swing and a home run for Marvel, yeah. I guess, like in this case, because things can only get better. I mean, it's like what Drew was saying, like, you know, I thought we were all marveled out being on this podcast, like yeah. <laughs> watching all the movies, like um, you can get burnt out just watching like superhero after superhero after superhero. And, um, you know, for them to just keep, you know hitting home runs like this with WandaVision, Loki, what if, Black Widow, shit. Even Black Widow. And Black Widow, I think a lot of people are, don't really talk about it because it was like, you know, that, um, I mean, people are talking about it now for the controversy that uh, yeah. <laughs> ScarJo's got with it. But, um, but man, even that was like a, a home run for me. And it's just like, whoa, they just keep, you know, it's almost like it's very weird that they can't do any wrong. Like, that's the weird thing. Like, there has so to be... Far. I'm actually really getting nervous because what if their miss is like, you know, a Spider-Man movie or yeah. Eternals or something like. I mean, this, insane. this is an example of when Marvel just hands because same as you two. I didn't know much about Shang-Chi until the movie came out. I wasn't even that, to be honest, excited, even though, you know, I, w- I was excited for the opportunity to see, you know, the first Asian Mar- Marvel and main MCU character. Um, in the theaters, I just didn't have much expectations going in. But then you look at who's involved in this. Um, I mean, we have the list in front of us, but we got William Pope, the cinematographer of the freaking Matrix. Yeah. Bruce Allen, uh, rest in peace. Brad Allen. Brad Allen, sorry. Uh, uh, Jackie Chan's, um, you know, stunt man, like, is in this, in part of his stunt team. And then obviously di- directed by Destin Daniel Creighton, who makes some really fantastic family uh dramas and yeah. uh you know a sundance uh darling and i was like why well this is literally like the avengers of filmmakers yeah and crew and of course this movie is going to be fantastic but i think that there's a there's a huge element of this that is just the amazing craft and care and and andrew you talked about just how much thought went into every aspect of this movie and you can see that and and now we're learning it had one of the lowest budgets of any mc movie that's and th- it's kind of insane to think about, to be like, wow, they did so much just with the way they told the story. I mean, this is not, even though there it has the classic Marvel world building, heavy lifting that the dialogue has. Yeah. I'm not going to say it doesn't because it does have moments where someone literally tells you a bunch of crazy stuff and you're like, oh my God, <laughs> uh, you know, it has that a lot, but it also just did so much uh, to take care of the characters and making sure that everything had a purpose and even when it got to some of the cgi stuff i i get that they're constantly this movie starts with stakes and then continually raises and raises and raises them and by the end of the movie it's raised to a point where you have you know uh two giant (laughs) monsters fighting but that's that's kind of the name of this the game for this movie i think from the very beginning uh you know they pitched it based on the bus scene so his the director's pitch was the bus scene and saying what if Every ponder, 30s, the, ponder the question. Ponder the question. What if 
Well, yeah, we'll watch <laughs> what the watcher if? watched, but obviously didn't help the pitch. Um, but, <laughs> yeah. you know, he, he, he said, what if we had this amazing, you know, uh, a kung fu fight scene on a bus where every 15 or 30 seconds the stakes get raised? Right. The yeah. brakes go out. The driver goes down. Like all this crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. And that was enough for Marvel to say, wow, yeah, let's do it. And I mean, that in every moment of the film just makes you understand the craft. And there's even like little stuff that I freaking love. There's a point, because we're in spoiler zone, where it's it's young Shang-Chi making the really dark decision to join his father in getting revenge. And he sees his dad kill gangsters. Honestly, for the first time, seeing his dad use all those powers right, in a really yeah. evil way. And the camera stays at the kid's eye level in a one shot. Yeah. And then his dad goes down to him, you know, to make him agree. And it's the first time there's anything like that in the movie. And you're like, whoa, this is like some fucking cr- like cinematic craft. Well, and, and, and even yeah. like the fact that it's like, what was this, PG-13? Even the fact that it's like, oh, we're going to get brutal, but without getting like an R. We're just, talking murder, baby. Yeah. And so, man, they, they do that so many times, even with like the uh, the bamboo, like the sky lift, yeah. like on the, on the uh, you know, on the side of the building, where it's like, oh, we're going to show you guys, these guys fall, but we're never going to show you hit and make them, the, you know, yeah. the, the land. And the, it's, it's, it's such a, you're right, because a lot of it is what they don't show. Like, yeah. How easy would it have been for them to cgi like a ghost of his wife literally in the room with him but they don't do that yeah and well how easy would it be to shoot a, the the scene where shang chi ends up killing doing the murder but they don't do that nope, like it's nope. all in his eyes and so yeah and i was like man and just just the thought of every single thing like the way you were saying you said that the the you know you end up getting some exposition and stuff like that but even the way they do the exposition is amazing because they 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 have a you know one of the best characters in the movie Aquafina, um, played by Aquafina. Uh, um, she she is like kind of uh, you know our eyes and yeah, so she's the audience. Yeah, she she's you know he's explaining the she's the, like Mad Max from Mad Max Fury Road. Yeah, and so she they're explaining everything to her and through her that's where we're getting the exposition. Or it's like having you know Trevor Slattery Ben Kingsley come yeah. back and he's the one who's translating for Morris. Where yeah. it's like oh man, so they're telling you exposition, but they're all it's all to build the characters and yeah. it's not just for the sake of being there. Um, yeah, so every single time, like, and you can nitpick because, yeah, you're right, you know, even that story aspect where it's like, oh, this is the first time he's put on the rings, and yeah, the way he, you know, there's even that shot where the guy, you know, he's inter- interrogating the guy, and the guy's like, I don't know where the guy is, and he shoots the rings, and you're like, super brutal, but since he's out of frame. They can show all that, yeah. you know, it, it's all fair game. And so, just, again, just of how well every single little detail was thought out um, was super amazing. The, you know, San Francisco, a bus chase scene, uh, it all hills. And yeah. so, you know, you cut the brakes and it's all downhill, literally. You're in the worst town there. for it, basically. Yeah, yeah. Just, just super amazing. <laughs> yeah. they, they even do like the, um, I don't know if you noticed on the bus scene, but he jumps from one car to the next and it's like the the Mortal Kombat, like the, the kick, like yeah. the fly forward kick. And I was like, oh my oh, God, yeah. like it's so fucking epic the uh, just the, the smallest details that, that the more you watch it the more you enjoy it and oh my gosh yeah it's super ridiculous and the the, the choice and that's why i'm saying like you can see the craft there's there's obviously tons of expedition like we've said before but it's told in in new and different ways even um uh uh ying nan michelle yo's character when she describes what these i forgot what they're called soul suckers i guess or i don't know what their names are when she gives the history of them they're they're seeing it through like an ornamental painting as they walk through and and how easy it would have been to be like you know what we should animate that you know let's yeah we should do a like a another flashback but every time they could have done the easy thing they decided to do the better thing and i think that was 
insane and you get that watching the movie even if it's like subconsciously you know you know you don't have to write down like oh this is the shape the uh, shang chi and his dad do the same exact shot as his mom and and his dad you know yeah, at the end yeah. of the movie um well, but you get it even if you don't really like remember exactly the frames even though uh i think we do you know because we're freaks for this stuff <laughs> well yeah and it, it, the small it's like the way you said the small thing we're like at the beginning where uh lee and when we were fighting um she throws them into the water where it's like oh that's the uh the great protector's power like that it comes from the water Murder. he's in he's in white and he's it's like a baptism or like a re, yeah. re you know he's reborn at this moment so again just the smallest details from the beginning all the way down to the end um just crazy, man. I, I, just talking about it again makes me want to go watch it. <laughs> Johnny, you to watch it again. Yeah, well, I guess we're going Damn. right after this podcast. Huh? Yeah. Let's, talk oh, about, like, let's talk about the cast. Let's start with our, I guess, you know, I compared him on the spoiler free app to like Chris Evans because it's someone you see often and then you're like, damn, they can really be in stock photos. One of the main, yeah, in stock photos, right? And Sophia was like, you, this is even like more impressive than Chris Evans because I guess Chris Evans ha- was already a superhero before. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I was, but you it's know, he could be, I think, to that level like very quickly here um uh, just because he has so much charisma and seemingly like one of the best hearts in the, in the mcu already um even though he killed someone uh <laughs> but what did y'all think of of, of shang chi played by uh simu liu uh he was great i mean it's it's again it's a i think mm, this is a hot take or maybe maybe not not so hot take I've another seen spicy take i don't think he's the star of this movie in wow. my opinion but he's great as shang chi um very charismatic um seems like a blast to be around like i can't wait to see more of the character since it seems to be so damn fun like he's like the character himself is really humble and you know um doesn't want to do any of this like yeah like fighting or timid like, until the end timid until the end really um you know, even when he has the rings, like he drops them and then just tries to reason with his dad before his dad gets his soul sucked, sucked <laughs> off. But uh, uh, that's hey, that soul sucker would starve trying to eat us, right? Because we ain't got no souls. <laughs> be just be sucking us we're off. Freaks. Uh, <laughs> that's our new tagline. Just so everyone knows, that's gonna be on a shirt. We're freaks. He was uh, Simu Liu is great though. I mean, I think he's got a. I mean. I hope this leads to more, obviously, non-superhero-esque things. But, I mean, if anything, he's got a really great gig here. Um, can't wait to see more of him and, and to interact with the rest of the... It's got to... With the rest of the universe, I guess. Because, like, it's so weird how they're... I don't know if they screen test him with other heroes in the room or something. Or... Because it just seems like the chemistry between all of them is going to be, like, really good. Yeah. Does that make any sense? Like, it's no, hard to, like... Yeah. And honestly, you can point to one person over at Marvel. She's technically her own thing. But Sarah Finn, who has her own casting agency, yeah. has cast every single Marvel movie. Yeah. Uh, of course, not on her own. The directors make the choices and stuff. But uh, I want to I want to be a fly on a wall over there and figure out, like, what are they doing? What's the secret? Yeah. yeah th- what's the secret sauce? Because apparently they have binders and binders of actors for characters we don't even know about yet. Yeah. Uh, and actors who may just be in one thing. Um, but yeah, what, uh, Andrew, what'd you think of, 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 uh, Simu Liu? Um, yeah, no, I, I thought just like the way John said, I thought he was awesome. I thought, you know, obviously he has a stunt man training, uh, before this True. and, um, he's, he's got the, the build and the look for sure. Yeah. Um, uh, of, we were all Aquafina underneath that glass floor when he comes out with his shirt off, right? We were sipping on our margaritas and then we were like, <laughs> Oh, snack, snack. Uh, uh, I'm a little hungry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a lot of hungry. No, I'm just kidding. No, but yeah, um, just 
Um, awesome in every se- uh, sense. Uh, you know, did you see him throw out the first pitch at the San Francisco game? Hey, he did a flip, right? He did or a backflip, yeah. and so it's like one of those things where it's like, you know, they, they brings another level of depth when you have that much uh, one training and dedication um, to the craft uh, yeah. to the That's point true. where I f- we haven't even it, talked it, about it, him tweeting about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's like it's like Tom Holland, where it's like, hey, uh, I'm, I'm auditioning oh, yeah. for Spider Man, and they're like, you want me to do the flip onto the frame? And they're like, wait, you can do that? We're just gonna CGI, or that was gonna Andrew, be. Uh, I think you found the secret sauce. You just have to be able to do a flip, and if you can do that, you're in. Well, and you know, I'm sure that 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 was some of his strengths here for sure. But at the same time, he fan casted himself uh, on Twitter, um, you know, so many years ago, and I'm I'm glad he did because he he was the I can't see anybody else uh, as him anymore. And so I hope he benefits the most out of this, and I hope um, he is taken care of forever. And I hope he's a Disney stan and he gets work forever. <laughs> yeah. And um, I, just all the good tidings. I know that, you know, uh, people are like, oh, rich people, rich people this, rich people that. But I hope that he is yeah. just... Rich as hell. Yeah, forever. And he's okay. And mentally, he's he's loved. And everyone, you know, and he's beloved. <laughs> hey, it's, it's, well, it's, it's just like what Chadwick Boseman did for the, yeah. for the black community, too, for sure. Where it's, you know, I, I need him to be a pillar of this. And he needs to be... Um, he is the guy now. Yeah. yeah. And, like, you're going to be, you know, part of, a, uh, you know, almost like leadership. And um, a really big part of representation. And just... Uh, a literal legend. It's crazy. I feel like it was probably cathartic for him to be in that last after or the in the after credit scene where Wong tells him, uh, him and Aquafina, like your life is going to change. You know, after this, you know, your life will never be the same. And I was like, that's probably true for him too, true. Yeah. as a character. It's so um, awesome. Let's talk about uh, his sidekick and maybe potential love interest, but so far just a friend. Uh, you know, that's what he tells her her her, her oh, grandma. Baby, you. But let's talk about Katie, played by Aquafina. I mean, I mean, you already talked about she really is the voice for the audience. Right. She does a lot of really comedic things. She recaps like the craziness that happens. And in a while, you're like, oh, that's the Aquafina thing because she does that in a lot of movies. But then at the end of it, when she repeats back, like your dad trained you to be, like she does the same thing she's been doing the whole movie, but in a very like uh, kind of agnostic and serious, you know. This is why you're like this. You're like, oh man, they were even leading up to this moment uh, throughout the whole film. But what did you think about Aquafina? Um, yeah, I thought she was awesome. Um, Hilarious. She, yeah, she was super, super funny. Um, I love that she's not the person that you'd expect. Um, you know, as uh, from I, I think like a leading lady yeah. in, in in like a Marvel movie. This like blockbuster, you know, biggest movie that you can potentially have. It's like you know, um, you know, frontlining a, a Star Wars movie where it's like, okay, who's the person? They, they need a look. They need a this. They need a that. Yeah. And I I think she's so. Um, out of left field that it's so uh, awesome and she, she she makes it her own and they, they also do a really good job with uh, building the character where uh, at the beginning you know they yeah. make it seem like he's going to be the the guy in the sweet car he's, he's doing yeah. push-ups and he's getting dressed and you're like oh cool and then you know they, they're parking cars and yeah. they're valet but she gets in the car she's the one who wants to drive it and then she's the one driving the whole movie and that's why she's driving the bus she's and that's why she's driving to uh, she's Tom driving Lowe. all the uh, BMWs sponsor yeah and, <laughs> you know and obviously you know kicking the shit out of some stupid outdated stereotype of, yeah. of Asian drivers too where it's like oh shit and she's the one that fires the arrow at the end and there she does also have that storyline where she's kind of aimless after like I mean the blip you know and then yeah, trying to yeah. figure out what she wants to do um John, what do you think of Aquafina? She was a great. It's a hilarious. I like the fact that she wasn't. Um, you say a potential love interest, but I didn't really see that. And I think yeah. the movie tries to trick you. 
into thinking that's gonna happen. It, I think happen. She, it, it could. It could happen, but I just I really kiss. I like the fact that it's just like a friendly relationship because yeah. you don't really see that. Oh, it's too definitely often. not it's just like a, primarily the motivation <clears throat> for anything. Really, is yeah, yeah. Romance. That's, that's a good thing too, because like you know, you get too many. You you would assume just because she's the you know the female lead, she's gonna be the girlfriend or something. And I like the fact that it's like this kind of like confidant type of relationship that they have uh, with each other. But herself, she's like she's the main. You know, she's the the main comedic presence in the movie other than uh, a certain character that shows up later. But, um, uh, she's, dark desert highway. Yeah, yeah it's like so good. a lot of uh, karaoke callbacks <laughs> and, um, and yeah, like everything has to happen with the one liner that she throws at every tension that it's almost like the tension is broken. Yeah. Like every time something gets serious with, with something that she says. Yeah. And I think it's a, uh, it's great. I think she was, she's awesome. I'm not really familiar with, uh, some of her other work, but I know she killed it here. I feel like, you know, to your point, like when she breaks up the the moment of honestly super melodramatic tension, it's part of the reason why the movie is fun. Like, yeah. you know, because mm-hmm. there isn't the really dinner scene, the dinner scene yeah, is like, yeah. There's always moments like that, but there yeah, there there's I mean, my favorite movie last year was The Farewell and she is incredibly dramatic in that and there's moments of that Aquafina in this that I'm like, okay. She has a really great uh, acting chops and she i mean we talk about sima louise uh uh, charisma she's she's got it too i think like she's gonna definitely draw a lot of attention um i feel like earlier john when you said that shang chi wasn't the main character of the movie uh, what did you think about zhu and wong played by the great tony leung winner of the Cannes best actor uh, award i think he beat like edward norton that year or something a really decorated actor what do you think about him playing shang chi's father uh did you? Was, is that who I was talking about? Is yeah, it, you yeah. Thought he was he's the, like, okay. he well, is and, like, and he's, he's where the romance is. So I know there's no romance true. between Aquafina and he loves those um, rings. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> yeah, and his wife. Yeah. Oh, and his wife. <laughs> um, damn, he was great. I think he's like well, probably the best villain we've seen, other than Thanos, I guess. Like the, one of the best best villains we've seen in the MCU. So he's got far. more more rings. He's oh. got more rings. He's got more bling <laughs> than Thanos. Uh, he's pretty great. I mean, especially for a character that you know comes from the Mandarin character from the comics. Um, Really elevates that, like makes it better than what the character was, because um, Mandarin were in, well, the Mandarin was racist too. The the Mandarin, yeah, <laughs> it was a, great, a, so it's just like <clears throat> Shang Chi's uh, father, you know, the Fu Manchu thing, where like that's racist, that's racist. Let's mix the two racist characters together and <laughs> and not, take out the racism. Yeah, exactly. Take Iron the, Man three and and progressiveness, you know, <laughs> yeah. and, and and you need to, you know, they even th- kind of it's a throwaway name where it's like they called me after a chicken dish yeah. or after an orange. They were scared of an orange, and you're like, oh damn, like definitely really a better cool. leader of the of the ten rings. Yes, um, that's he was um, amazing. I think, like you know, I think he he dominates that first act or the first, the intro to the movie where they show him and, and Lee falling in love. Um, man, he's got like such a screen presence, like the charisma, like his smoldering look that he's got happens the fucking all the drip, time. bro. Like when yeah. they, when him and, uh, him and, uh, young Shang, uh, walk, walk into that, yeah. that little, that little place. I was like, oh, damn, yeah. look at that drip. To go yeah. kill got some people. Yeah. Suit. I was like, this is like, you know, classic anime, like badassness. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, um, He's like he was awesome. Again, like he elevated the character of what the character is, and probably put his own stamp on it, and made the character better for it. And I, it's one of the best decisions that Marvel's done in you know in reworking the, what the character was, and also like casting uh, Tony Leung in it because that's like he was he was great. He was awesome. I mean, the only reason you're really empathetic towards his character, who is really awful, is I think the fact that they cast him because uh, yeah. yeah, he has he has the look. He definitely has like the eyes of a great actor, which is important, especially in those those quiet scenes. Um, and he really he played he he's like 
really uh, one of the best actors I think alive. Um, yeah, he's in the mood for love, uh, which I think is is just like a pure drama, mm-hmm. uh, like a romance drama, and he's he's fantastic. What did you think about Wen Wu? He's also, um, I mean the the what he does in the movie too is like really like you're very empathetic towards that. Like yeah. it's kind of like he's doing it all out of grief, which seems to be a kind of a a theme a staple, for, yeah, yeah, like for these, for for these last now. couple of, yeah, last couple of movies. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's, yeah, it's insane. Like he's obviously a tragic figure. Yeah. And it's not and really. And especially with the relationship to Shang, there's a moment, and I think I kept talking to, to like Andrew during the movie, apologize, but uh, <laughs> there's a scene in that last fight where they're saying the most hurtful things to each other. Like you were there when your mom, you did nothing. He was and a kid. <laughs> and, yeah. And he's like, you know, and then Shang's like, you know, what, what makes you think she would even want? And, I mean, I know it's a fight scene, but damn, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah but it's uh, a fight scene. You didn't it's think also of... a fight scene. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, and I also like a little, like how real I think the relationships Raw. are uh, there. Yeah, because that that's what makes it relatable is you know family. Yeah, but, that's how um, Andrew and I fight. I tell well, him, I tell him some real it, fucked up and shit, and then you fist fight. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of the relationship uh, between the the two main actors is is, um, is is something called tiger parenting, which is common amongst the first uh, gen immigrants. Where uh, their parents press them to do, you know, way better than than they ever did, or um, and I think I said on the pod, success. I, I my grandma is straight up Chinese. We had to kneel on rice and shit. It was yeah, wild. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah, it, it's it's things like that where it's like I should oh, fight man. her, right? <laughs> Rings. Bl- what is what did they say in this blood for debt? The blood oath for or like whatever. whatever. Yeah. Hey. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about Tony Leung, Andrew? I know you were super impressed. You were really into. Him, yeah, yeah, I was. Well, he, man, he, he's just like you know. You're you're right. Where uh, you know all around um, badass, but at the same time super sympathetic, and you know you feel for him. And the only the only thing I'm kind of mad at is that he's done after this movie. I know, damn. Where I'm like, damn it, like that. That's still the problem that we're bumping into. Where it's like you just got rid of, yeah, potentially. Like, yeah. I would have loved to have seen Riri Williams go up against this type of Mandarin that you've you know this new evolved different Mandarin where you know it's super progressive and it's kind of like what what they did with the Vulture where he was an old man in a feather suit and now you made him badass and relevant again and it's the same thing. Hey, here. They can bring him back. They're bringing Killmonger back. Am I right? One of the other good uh, villains. Yeah. Well, and man, I need anything that. I, that he can be in Marvel wise, I need him in again. Where it's like, give me five episodes of What If with him, or yeah. you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, it, it, that, he was just uh, uh, super awesome, and you can tell he's going to be awesome from the first five minutes of of this movie, where they're kind of giving you his backstory on uh, how he built the Ten Rings and stuff like that. So I know that you know J- John said he kind of is a little bit more of the main character, but I think that's because it follows the actual Ten Rings. Yeah. And at the end, he's passing them on, passing the literal torch to the next uh, uh, line in the family. But also, just again, just uh, on how relatable it is with the, one the tiger parenting, but also. Um, they kind of calls out the like the gender preference in in China yeah. where another reason why it may not get a really say in China I guess yeah yeah where it's like yeah. oh I'm gonna put all I have first through, yeah, in the sun and, and it, you know I'm gonna and it's just a heartbreaking reason to not want to talk to the daughter where it's like you remind me of your mom and you're like man that's so like you know you you can relate to something like that where I get why he he didn't do that but by the end of it all. Um, him having made amends with with everything and yeah. kind of you know I'm glad that that uh, Shang didn't didn't have to kill him because you know and that he'd be making that mistake again, over again yeah, yeah. Of killing his mother's killer and killing his mother's killer again because then he he blamed you know um, Wenwu for her her death or whatever it's, but it, just super all around awesomeness that you can dissect for hours and hours because of how uh, real and raw um, his performance is. and the fa- and and he is 
he is trying to do the best for his children, which is part of the reason why you're like, okay, like I understand if I had in- invincibility, literally, I would yeah. try to do this. But he is forcing Chong to be him instead of being his, you know, a, a combination of of who he is. Yeah, the balance. And mother. Well, and and man, it's funny that the ho- we talk about Hotel California, but Hotel California even like you know, is, is a kind of predicts what, what happens in this movie where like he's lured to this hotel or lured to the, the portal that, you know, uh, you can stab, you know, they, they even can't kill these beasts with the steely knives, but yeah, you just yeah. can't kill the beast, you know, yeah. that thing where it's like, oh man, it's literally Hotel California. I didn't even notice that shit. Yeah, so you know, Damn, um, John, you got to watch this movie again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I didn't notice about like the song. Though, too. On I was the like, desert highway. Let's go into the full rendition. Here of, we go. Oh, oh there's no joke. If you play a part of it backwards, it's demonic. Anyways, um, let's talk yeah. about the other origin story in this, and that's Jiling's uh, character, um, Shang Chi's sister, played by Menger Zhang. I feel like also because of the final after credit scene, a huge person for the for the MCU, but also a really great. Um, I would say part of the family dynamic. Um, and I mean, especially for Shang, that part of the guilt that he feels leaving her behind with uh, like such a bad dad. You know? Yeah, yeah. I know some dad that's just going to ignore her. Um, but yeah, no, it, it's really cool because she kind of is starting to parallel her uh, Shang-Chi's actual sister in the comics, which her name is Sister Hammer. Um, but yeah, there's a whole storyline where it's like, oh man, like, I didn't know I had a sister, and he ends up finding out that his dad had these other children and stuff like that, and they end up having to 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 fight, you know. Horny daddy, horny daddy. Yeah, no TV. Hmm. I'm just kidding, but yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. And so it, it, I think it's going that route. I, I want to see her own Disney Plus, and now she's making the Ten Rings. Um, oh yeah, it, it, it's all equal, baby. I love it. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so yeah, really, really awesome, and th- that's why I think it, it's so. Um, crucial that she ends up vi- uh, visiting Talo because then they you know um you end up having her aunt her auntie i hate that they say they put auntie instead of just aunt but um <laughs> uh yeah they end up t- uh, her aunt her aunt uh, basically ends up telling her like we train as equals here and it's something that she never knew she'd have to do it in she secret or it, yeah. she she watched you know her brothers and she, she worked hard she trained herself she, she built her own like fighting yeah, ring. yeah she, she said she uh, you know if her dad wasn't gonna let her take over the empire she was gonna make her own and now she's got wong and fucking abomination fucking pounding got, each other to she, bits they're she, throwing fights in there <laughs> like pete rose john what do, you, what, do you, what do you think about uh Z- Ling? she was um she was great okay no <laughs> uh, yeah um very in- important part of the story i mean i didn't know actually i think from the you didn't get that from the trailers i think or like the way it's selling you that there's yeah. gonna be a you didn't even know a they, family they, affair or yeah. a sister yeah you discover like, her just like sean does like in that fighting ring and it's um it's really cool because like again you it's like the what i mean i guess basically the misdirection that the movie's trying to sell you is as this thing and it's really just like a family affair um Toretto. and um but she was um she's freaking awesome in the movie i can't wait for her. i think she's one of the things that confirms that she will be back because, like, the Ten Rings will return. It says that at the, yeah. yeah, at the very end in a very weird, like, graphic card what fashion. What if Hawkeye and Black Widow what take if? on? Oh, part of the question. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, see, that that would be really cool, having her interact with the new... It seems like this, these Dark Avengers that are forming pretty soon. Yeah, But it's um, weird because she doesn't have the Ten Rings. It's true. She's literally just building an empire. The, yeah, yeah. yeah the, the organization. Different from the one in Madripoor, I guess. A lot of empires out there. Matt, there is a Madripoor flag, flag in, yeah. in this in this, uh, movie. In this movie. John, uh, you gotta watch this movie again. Sh- um, <laughs> really great, um, great performance, and then yeah, a great character on that front. Though she takes the um, the more action role, I guess that they didn't, you know, they didn't give Aquafina because Aquafina is just like a sidekick character. Um, 
but really awesome. She's even involved in the final battle, like very. She fucking rides like, the dragon, right, right mm-hmm. with Shang Chi. She's a yeah. She's riding. riding she ropes the, dragon. the mama soul sucker, mm-hmm. yeah. and then uses the dragon, dragon grabs dragon. it and pulls Rock back. Yeah. Can't wait Rocks to read the this dragon. Script, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of other characters, and you know we'll, we'll just go through some of them uh, quickly. Uh, uh, the Razor Fist is in this movie. Uh, uh, Michelle Yeoh is in this, playing Ying Na, uh, who I love. She, I just finished Star Trek Discovery. She's great in that. And she's always been a fantastic. Michelle Yeoh's yeah, like a. I, I remember her telling a story. She tried to train in in Hong Kong's like kung fu gyms, and they told her like you can't because you're a woman. And she showed up, and then Jackie Chan was like, "Damn." <laughs> train all you want here and i would not be surprised if she did a lot of her own stunts in this even at her age because she did it in star trek uh, discovery and in that new movie um that's come out but i mean that's part of this movie's like strength it really brings in terms of 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 asian actors the generation that's really uh the one that we kind of have to give a lot of our respect to because they've been doing it forever for so long like yeah. tony leong and michelle yo and then we've got aquafina simu liu like the next generation of of asian actors that are that are like coming up and it's, it's like all a passing of a torch which is like pretty cool just like the fucking 10 rings wow mm-hmm. and then there is a character what if in he this. loses a ring there's oh, just the nine rings would, would, I, would i surprise you that there's also a knight in this huh sir oh. ben kingsley <laughs> Yeah, and that little faceless Hundun. His name movie. is Morris. Morris, yeah, playing uh, the sidekick to Ben Kingsley. And I remember watching this and and being like, oh, this is a nice cameo. And then, like, several scenes after, I turned to Andrew was like, damn. He's in the fight. He's, he's in the damn movie. <laughs> he's, a, yeah. Just so awesome. And, man, he's I can't hilarious. wait till all like, you fucking Iron Man 3 haters. Now what do you have to say? <laughs> now is, it, is Iron well, Man 3 good enough for you? Well, his introduction is great because in the this third act of the movie, it just takes a whole new course because after they meet him there's a new you know there's a new mission to be on but there's a different dynamic because now you've got someone who thought the planet of the apes actors so were, were apes, were apes yeah. <laughs> what'd you think about his inclusion of this did it surprise you or was it something that you were just really excited about um and yeah because he was here until the end of the movie um, I'm really excited that he's still around. That like, man, if he, they could make him the Stan Lee cameo if they wanted to, but he lives in Talon now, right? Or yeah, something? yeah, and so uh, it's really, really cool. And I, I knew that, man, as, as soon as they broke out of the the you know uh, Wenwu's uh, dungeon and stuff like that, I was like, okay, now they go their separate ways. And like, thanks, bro. And then nope, no, <laughs> he, he ended he up. Stuck, uh, he stuck yeah, with he stuck with them. And I was like, oh man, they might kill him at the end because there's no way they're gonna keep Ben Kingsley on yeah, the payroll. They show forever. him dead. Yeah. yeah, and then he's playing dead. Like, and then uh, Morris uh, follows suit. But I can see them selling a lot of Morrises this Christmas. People are gonna all, all those all those creatures in it's Thailand, true. For sure. Yeah, yeah, which are all based in Chinese culture. Yeah, and they're they're all legit. Like you know those uh, those big old lion dogs are the ones that you the build outside. Lines, yeah, the, yeah, outside the shrines of of your ancestors. And so just um, super awesome that that's gonna be a like a, a the best selling yeah. toy. Uh, you know during uh, Christmas or something like that. So yeah, really really and awesome. All those soul sucker dolls that people are gonna have. Well, and man, like uh, if you watch if you're watching what if what if was kind of like a little precursor, a little taste. Of, yep. of I, what this kind of I don't know if this confirmed, but I swear I saw some of those creatures in What If when he was swallowing mystical he was what? creatures. Oh, and Doctor, Doctor Strange, Strange was, was, was swallowing. What? Swallowing. Okay. <laughs> it's Say it again. Spitting. Um, <laughs> swallowing all those mystical creatures. I, I thought I saw a creature from Talo. From Talo. Possibly. He was sucking in Ben Kingsley. <laughs> I mean, he sucked a lot of creatures. He might have <laughs> sucked a soul sucker. Who sucks yeah. the sucker? Who yeah. watches the watcher suck? 
the soccer. The soccer. Um, John, what, the what watcher's you, just watching him suck <laughs> everything off. What do you think about Ben Kingsley being in this? I, I, yeah, uh, that is great. I thought um, I kind of saw that as a you know because he showed up at the premiere so i was like oh this is really well, it wasn't really thinking they added all hail the king the the short like yeah uh, that's the, true it was on disney plus you're like oh, okay when that, like it wouldn't it would have been a little bit more inconspicuous if you added all of them but they're like no we're just gonna add this one yeah. i was like oh shit. Yeah. that's okay. true and 10 rings and iron man 3 is is important so yeah right yeah and i think they had to it was it was really nice i i didn't think there was necessary that they kind of like retcon or it's do pretty marvel yeah, but it's very marvelly, and it's um it shows the the you know the connection to the giant universe I yeah. guess that they're in. Um, awesome though, I mean, because the Trevor Slattery character in Iron Man three was already memorable. Like he's got some of the best lines, and it's just he's funny as hell. Like he did thing in the streets, no two ways about it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's funny as hell. Yeah, and for him to continue that character on this time around, just still be as like oblivious and yeah, just I, goofy like that. I is need just a fucking Disney great. Plus series uh-huh. on him and Talo. Do you and, know. And and Ben Kingsley like likes playing him. I think the director said that when he called Ben Kingsley to tell him about the story and whether or not he wanted to be in it, like an hour in, uh, Ben Kingsley pretended that he was talking to some or like across the room. He's like, "Who are you talking to?" And he's like, "Oh, I'm talking to Trevor to see if he wants to be in your movie." And that's when he was like, "Oh, he wants to be in the movie." <laughs> yeah, because he was like, "Yeah, I love this thing." And I was like, "Man, that how cool is that to have someone like him who really." doesn't have to do movies like this really doesn't yeah dude doesn't really have to do it's movie oscar <laughs> you know but he's in this movie and i think yeah it's uh yeah it's another thing that makes it really special and also it just heightens it like when you add ben kingsley to any movie you're like oh um yeah well oh, now this movie's legit yeah. you know it's it's, it, it's a it's a lot of fun and i'm and, and really uh somewhat surprising but it definitely i mean the movie doesn't need on. him for sure like yeah. it, it, it's, this movie's hey, not great get out of here yeah I'm just kidding the movie's the, this movie's not great because of one of his non-asian characters you yeah. know what i'm saying <laughs> Well, he is Asian. Yeah, I think he is Asian. Is he really? Damn, respect. (laughs) All right. Well, we're going to take a break. We're going to play a game, and then we'll be right back. And I think when we come back, we're going to talk a lot about that Marvel stuff. Ooh, what's going to happen? All right. Uh, rolling in them fellas, but you're too tame. I ain't for the South, but I appreciate the work. And welcome back from that break. All right, we're going to play a fun game. And, you know, this movie, much like New York, is a character in a lot of movies. Uh, there's another character in, in this film, heights, not bum, in, <laughs> there's another character not listed in the credits of this film, and that is Daddy Issues. That's right. This is an episode, or sorry, fuck. This is a game where we're going to talk about daddies. About daddies. And I know a lot of daddies out there are so excited that we finally get this. This is your pod. This is the spotlight. We really wanted to do this for Daddy's Day in June, (laughs) but instead we're doing it for this. So what I'm going to do is John and Andrew, and you can play along at home, but it's not going to count because you don't have my phone number. But John and Andrew, you will text me. You don't have to text the group. You just text me because I'll give you a point for getting it right so you both can get it right but i'm going to give you a description of a character that is famous on film Ooh, and you will text me who you think the daddy daddy is you can give me the name or you can give me the movie and you'll get a point for each so if you just know the movie text me the movie okay and you'll get a point but if you know the actual character's name text me the name of the daddy (laughs) and also the movie and you'll get two does that make sense okay so i'm gonna give you an example and this will not count because this is just the the example example, okay (laughs) or do you want it to count 
<laughs> Let's just make it count. It counts. Okay, fine. It counts. Fuck it. All right? So again, you can play at home, and here's my phone number to text, and text me any time of day or night, and I will give you a point. Yeah, there's only one number to remember, and that's four. <laughs> oh, no. Don't give him any ads. You're right. Not unless he's You're like, we're a Texas hammer joint. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. We'd probably be a Thomas J. Henry joint. Um, well, hey, let's talk about this daddy. So again, daddy issues. So get in your mind. Think about daddies, okay? Jeff Goldberg. <laughs> How many times do you think we'll talk daddies here? He'd be a good one. Damn, not on the list. Here we go. He is a tormented writer you might find forever drinking at the hotel bar. Who is what? this That's daddy? a lot of fucking... He is a tormented writer you might find forever drinking at the hotel bar. The hotel... At motel. the hotel motel holiday inn. Oh, mm. shit. I have no fucking clue. Um, I got it already. You can see my answer. This might be one of the most famous bad daddies, I think. <laughs> yeah. I got it already. He's like, maybe people... He already got my answer, John. He already did. Stop looking at me. Stop looking at me. John, Andrew got it right. <laughs> so. Okay, what was it then? John wrote IDK, uh, and Andrew texted uh, Torrance, The Shining. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, and it's fine. Jack Torrance Jack from The Shining. Torrance. So, Andrew, you got yourself two points. That was a very broad yeah, yeah, fucking question. I was like, Name uh, another one. I don't know. There you go. <laughs> a broad question, <laughs> one answer, I guess, huh? Here we go. Here's the next one. This daddy. <laughs> what is? I feel like we're on a different show. Um, this daddy saved his son by throwing his boss into a reactor. It didn't work because his boss comes back, baby. Mm, this daddy saved his son by throwing his boss into a reactor. There's no way you don't get this one. And you both get it right, even though Andrew spelled his wrong. But this is Darth Vader from Return of the Jedi. Uh, but Andrew texted Star East. <laughs> I don't know why it autocorrected Star East. <laughs> Two points. Andrew mm. got it wrong for the Star Eats. <laughs> no. It's East, not East. <laughs> All right, here we go. Here's the next one. Those were, two, those were two of the easiest, I will say. Although, John, you didn't get the first one, so maybe not. Here we go. He fantasizes about his daughter's best friend floating to him on a bed of roses. Mm. Oh, shit. That's a bad, that's a bad one. This that's is a bad daddy. Right. This is all about bad daddies. So, uh, also, like, why would you make a... Also a cancer. You know what? Yeah. He's also a... Oh, this is a clue if I say what I'm going to say. <laughs> so I, won't. I don't know the name, but like I know the movie. He, yeah. He's a canceled daddy. And Andrew, you get one point. Hold on. But uh, John, you get two uh, because it is... Well, actually, you get one. You both yeah. get one. Oh, no. Wait. Okay. You're getting no, confused. No, no, no. You like, both get yeah, one because you both said American Beauty. Andrew, I'm not going to accept. You just wrote Kevin Spacey. <laughs> what? <laughs> but the character's name is Lester Burnham. How come? But I knew. Okay, no, father no, no, of no. Bo. <laughs> Bo Burnham. No, he's not canonically. <laughs> but yeah, pretty bad daddy. I think these daddies. Bad person too. You know what? Here's what I'll say: these daddies get worse that is as the game goes really on. Really problematic. Did John not, think, no, did John not send Kevin Spacey? No, he didn't. He just nice, said American music. So I should get one and a half then. No. <laughs> okay, here we go. His, I almost just read the name of the movie right out there. Here we go. Uh, he, he, his son loses his hearing because he doesn't let a preacher bless the oil well. <laughs> oh, fuck. I don't know. <laughs> Wait, what? Say it over His again. son loses his hearing because he doesn't let a preacher bless the oil well. Bad daddy, bad daddy. Bad, bad daddy. daddy. Think of bad daddies. Did I get it right? I'm, I'll tell you in a bit here. Uh, you, I mean, you don't, you're not going to tell me the answer. Just say it. I need to move my... I'm literally, I am have my phone resting on the microphone. <laughs> so yeah, whenever yeah, you text... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Sure. Beep, boop, beep, boop. Wow, John. I'm so surprised. Andrew, 
You get one point. I'm, I'm getting pretty good at this. Hey, how come, I, how come I get... <laughs> you don't get two because the character's name is Daniel Plainview, Plainview from There Will Daniel Be Blood. Daniel Day-Lewis. Oh, shit, shit, I, I text him Lewis you t- and Yeah, there you texted me blood. Daniel Day-Lewis, but you got to get the character's name. Oh, but this is right. There Will You're Be Blood. Like, that was pretty... Your spe- milkshake. John, that was pretty specific. I, yeah. Drink now it up. <laughs> how, how many other oh. sons lose their hearing because their dad doesn't let the hey, oil well um, be blessed? That's surprisingly pretty good. I've answered every single one. drinking milkshake. This is him sucking dick. Here we go. Whoa. Whoa. Here we go. His headstone, this dead bad daddy, his headstone reads, died tragically rescuing his family from the wreckage of a sinking battleship. I don't know. Hmm. Wait. His headstone reads, died tragically rescuing his family from the wreckage of a sinking battleship. This is a bad daddy. He's a bad daddy, and here's what I'll say. The, Why is he? But that's what's he on good, his headstone. Isn't he a good daddy if he did that? No, mm, no. I, I, I don't know mm, this. But. Watch the movie, John, of this thing you don't know yet. A battleship. <laughs> his headstone, and I was. I would say this. It is not liter- It's not a literal. It's yeah, not a, a battleship dad. I know we're all thinking of that movie where Rihanna. <laughs> we're like, battleship. <laughs> 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 hey, there fun. was a dad in the battleship. He didn't want his daughter. I, I just movie fucking sucks. Okay, do you want to guess or no? I'm thinking, uh, hold on. This one, I don't know if you all have seen. I have seen this. Okay. I'm pretty sure you all have Captain seen it. Captain Phillips. No, he, so I will say this. He's a really big director. I don't know. No. So Andrew wrote Independence Day. John <laughs> wrote Cape Fear, even though I said there's no battleship <laughs> in it. Um, but it is Royal Tenenbaum from the Royal Tenenbaum. Oh, nice. Yeah, Respect. Yeah, yeah, he's right. a yeah. bad daddy. Yeah, I thought the clue was just how like Gene poetic Hackman. that is. Gene Hackman, right? I could have said that uh, his headstone reads in Gene really Hackman? good. Yeah. Gene Hackman. In really well-written symmetrical print that's the original like bad daddy arrested development kind of story who's like, the original bad daddy god um, the the cherry poppin daddies the god <laughs> right what if it is the passion of the christ and the dad the bad dad is god he <laughs> let his son <laughs> die on <laughs> sorry uh to god okay here we go here's another bad daddy this one has got <laughs> you've this, got this to was pretty get easy. it here we go he lets his daughter get abducted in three movies. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> this one's a pretty... I don't know the name of it, but like... Okay. Okay. He lets his daughter... Yep, that's right. You both get one point for oh, uh, Taken. Yeah, uh, there, like there's interviews where Liam Neeson, like they talk to him about a sequel and they're like, she just gets taken again and then it just happens. Like you, Y'all didn't guess the name, but his name is Brian Mills. A pretty normal... A pretty normal... Andrew just texted me some fucked up shit, but a pretty normal movie, um, a normal name, not a normal movie. But the other thing is I was like, okay, does this happen in all three movies? And so I had to like remember and I Wikipedia the movies and it, it happens in all three movies. The same daughter gets adopted yeah, three think, times. Um, I think I still work at the- One of them is a wife, al- right? Like, I think one of them is like the wife of the second one. Yeah. Is like, yeah. Oh, maybe, yeah. Um, uh, the, the, in the last one, the wife- Dies. And the daughter get abducted. Yeah. So oh, and um, just taken yeah, I still worked at the draft house uh, towards the tail end of of the third one, and so me and my twin were like, "Let's go watch Taken Three, man. The movie sucks. <laughs> we got to do Taken on the pod because that's wherever you get under. The, I forgot what he says. Get what's the line. The <laughs> what's the what's the famous line from wherever? I don't, the, I don't know who you are. You're about to be kidnapped. Taken. <laughs> you're about to be. Oh, damn it. <laughs> Gosh, <laughs> missed it. All right, here we go. Here's the, another bad daddy. <laughs> missed it. I feel like you can get the name of this one. Here we go. He loses his son twice on Christmas. 
he loses his son twice on Christmas. Wait, what? He loses his son twice on Christmas. He loses his son twice on... Is that good, right? And here's what I'll say, John. You really got to... Get in, get in your mind right now. Damn. Get, in, get in your mind. Are you going to guess the name? I just guessed right now. Okay. it's wrong. All right. So you both got the movie right. It is Home Alone. Oh, yeah, yeah. But Andrew wrote Peter McAllister, which is his name. Oh, so yeah, you get yeah. another additional point. Out of all the reindeer, you know you the mastermind. He's a bad daddy. Andrew, and also bad, bad mommy, right? <laughs> I know a lot about bad, bad daddies. Bad family. Toretto. You might be a... Hey, you might be a bad daddy. <laughs> hey. If you li- if you know all these movies, you might be a bad daddy. <laughs> Here we go. Here's the next one. He asks his son-in-law if he can be milked. Mm, what movie is this? He asks his son-in-law if he can be milked. This one's a pretty should be a pretty easy one. I almost put son-in-law like the movie cinema. Yeah, you, that's the answer. You both get it right because you both got the movie Meet the Fockers, and you both got the name Jack Burns. Let's meet the parents. Yeah, exactly. Let's meet the parents. Shit. Bitch. Yeah, sorry. But Sna- you, you snack get pack it. for little Jack. You get <laughs> it. Wow, that's actually the first time you all got it right. Together. What you, no, I, well, I was like together. Damn, I've been, no, getting, like, them, I've been like, getting them right. You everyone. just want to give me the points. All right, here we go. Here's the next one. Actually, you both got uh, Return of the Jedi, Darth Vader too. Okay, um, here's the next bad daddy. He will get to Wally World at all costs. He will get to Wally World at all costs. I, w- I said earlier it gets harder and harder, but it actually kind of gets easy here in a little bit. But he get he wants to get to Wally World at all costs. And you all got it right. Um, that is uh, Clark W. w. Griswold, Griswold from National Lampoon's Vacation. So a pair of points. For a pair of brothers. A pair of pair of dads. All right, 16 more. Here we go. Um, I'm just kidding. I, you know you what? snorted, dude. Well, you went, hey. <laughs> <laughs> While I was doing this list, I was like, there's a lot of movies about bad dads. It's a very common trip, I guess, huh? Yes. Daddy's home. That was about a good dad. No, was it? No, Gibson. Say, speaking of passion, the crest, all right? All right, here we go. Um, he Okay, it gets a little hard here. He is the most powerful man... This bad daddy is the most powerful man in 1930s California, and he likes to steal water. Hmm? This bad daddy is <laughs> yeah. the most powerful man in 1930s California, and he likes to steal water. There's also something really messed up that he's done that I didn't include because it might be too fucked up. I'm going <laughs> to say it anyways, but yeah, it's a big spoiler for this movie, so I'm going to tell you it, and then you tell me if you want to know it. Oh, okay. Maybe I, I think I know. Give me one second. So this what? guy. He's looking it up. He said, "Give me one dad, second." <laughs> what are you going to type? Bad dad? Because <laughs> I got this from baddad.com. Um, so he's the most powerful man in 1930s California, and he likes to steal water. Um, Andrew wrote IDK. What does that stand for? Because you might be right. I'm just kidding. You're not. Um, John, you got the movie right because that movie is Chinatown, Fuck. and the character is Noah Cross. Have you seen the movie? Do you want me to tell you the other thing that makes him a bad dad or no? No, no, no. Okay. no That's a spoiler, but also like, yeah. I actually thought of him, Chinatown, which I thought was him crazy. a really fucked up dad. There's another fucked, yeah, there's a bad dad in this. All right, here we go. This one may be on the borderline if he's a bad daddy or not, but he loses his son in the Great Barrier Reef. 
He loses his son in the Great Barrier Reef. Again, this dad might be just bad for a moment. Does that make sense? He may not be like a... <laughs> I don't know his fucking name. <laughs> he was, he's just a bad dad, but not like I think this a is forever insane. bad dad. All right, here we go. Let me see. Check my phone. Uh, yeah, you both got it right. Chinatown. I'm kidding. No. <laughs> it's Marlon from Finding Nemo. And again, I'm sorry. He's not really a bad dad, I don't think. So. Yeah, he is. He's overprotective. That's that's one way of being a bad dad. Smothering. Uh, just a couple more. Every time, this bad dad, every time his son tries to get out, he has to pull him back in. Every time his son tries to get out, he has to pull him back in. This is a bad daddy. All right, let me look at my thing. Uh, Finding Nemo. <laughs> um, I, you both got the movie. I'm, you, Andrew, what, what is the name? I said it. It's Jeopardy rules, so bitch. The, no, the movie is The Godfather, <laughs> but no you, one sent me. Um, he's the, not giving me any of the points, even though I guess all Andrew the answers, right? Andrew wrote Corleone, but there's like 14 characters with that last but name. But was Corleone. I wrong, What's though? his first name? <laughs> Big Daddy Corleone. <laughs> it's, uh, 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 Frank. No, that's a really good guess, though. Yeah, I know. I was like Don Vito. Think. <laughs> yes, it's Vito. Thank you. Andrew, I'm going to give you that point. <laughs> I was like... <laughs> I fucking know Vito Corleone. Um, all right, here we go. This okay. See, mm, taking all my fucking points. I just gave it to you. Here's another bad dad. He hits on his family's surrogate mother. He hits on and makes a move. He max on his family's surrogate mother. Cigarette mother. <laughs> surrogate mother. He hits on his mother's. Wait. <laughs> he hits on his mother's. He hits mother? on his. Family so just guess. He hits on what the fuck? He hits Sorry, on get, well, how about he know. hits on the girl who's who's gonna have yeah, yeah, the I baby get, that get it. they adopt. Um shit 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 shit. He hits I don't know why repeating it me makes it seem like we're gonna fucking get it, but just give me like a moment. Yeah, I know. I, um, the, the movie's on the tip of my tongue. Um, but I'll give know. you a pregnant pause. What? <laughs> that's it, that's Nine all I'll months. say. Hey, that's all I'll say. It's not a nine, nine months. Nine months. No, no. What? what do you mean? How long a pregnancy is? No, John? nine months. The oh, movie, the movie. <laughs> with like, it's like John doesn't know how long with it is. Hugh Grant and <laughs> John's like it's not eighteen years. Uh, da, 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 da. Fuck, fuck. Yeah, you're I'm right. gonna I'm just close thinking. the phone lines. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and go with I don't know. Yeah. Okay, here we go. The movie is Juno. Oh, oh shit! And the daddy is Mark Lawrence. Yeah, yeah. I said pregnant. Pause. You're Damn. right. It is uh, Jason it. Bateman, right? Yeah, Remember yeah. they dance and then they like they dance. Touch? Nah, that's a good movie. I was gonna say he's a part-time lover and a full-time. Fr- oh, he's not a part-time lover. All right, here's the next bad daddy. Ready? He killed his son's mom and squished his son's Walkman. Huh? Who is this? Who is this oh, bad oh. daddy? He killed his son's mom and squished his son's. Walkman. Walkman. Mmm. Mmm. How many mm. of these questions do you <laughs> I only have one more. Oh, I was like, Jesus. I'm not joking, though. I could have kept I could have kept going because there's a lot of bad daddies. You got a lot of daddy issues. And you both got it right. It is Ego, the Living Planet from Guardians of the Galaxy Chapter 2. 
He's a pretty bad dad. Volume two. The Marvel people are going to. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. You're winning, Andrew. And I was like, what? But then I realized it's the other way. Um, here's the last one. Uh, Andrew's going to win. So <laughs> this is a guess. Well, you actually. No, Andrew's going to win. Um, but you can get really close, John. If he gets you, this wrong you and you can, get it right. You can edge it. He shoot this bad daddy shoots his baby's mother when she tells him that she is pregnant. Damn. Huh. And let me here's another hint. I, we said his name earlier in the podcast. Oh shit, no, we didn't say his name. <laughs> the way my text messages written is pretty funny. Hmm. This is a pretty big bad daddy. He's maybe the worst daddy. Yeah. He's one of the worst daddies. He shoots his baby's mom. Damn. And Andrew has texted a picture of me? No, I'm kidding. No, I haven't done that. But the, he texted comedian The Watchman. It is not right. Which it does happen, though. John, you got it right. It is Bill from Kill Bill. Another oh, yeah. bad daddy movie. Yeah. Hey, speaking of someone who owes a lot to Hong Kong cinema, Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. Come on, man. Hey, but for real, I got mine. I Andrew mine won. Right too. Andrew won. He is bad daddy <laughs> of them edged. all. You're the baddest daddy, and and John edged. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the give. That's the the takeaway. That's what the takeaway. All right. Well, let us know how many points you got if you got all the bad daddies. Let us um, know how close you edged. Yeah, let us know how close you edged up on Andrew. <laughs> Andrew only got like two wrong. Um, but uh, uh, hashtag bad daddy uh, for this. You're bad grandpa. Is probably a oh, bad daddy. Oh, shit. I should have used bad, bad grandpa. Grand the daddy. definition of a bad, bad grand, grandpa. All right. We'll be back to talk more. Shang-Chi. Welcome back from that break. I thought I, I thought that was fun. Oh, <laughs> nobody cares. <laughs> hey, I thought that was pretty good, right? <laughs> um, let's talk a little bit about uh, Shang-Chi a little bit more. I want to talk about the Marvel stuff before we go back to the amazing craft of this film. But there's, I mean, we can kind of start off with the, with the end scene, but there's a lot of connection to the MCU as a whole. Um, You know, they, they, the, the writer said that they didn't even know what would happen in Endgame while they were writing this movie. And honestly, maybe a strength to the film because it doesn't solely rely on, that even though they mentioned half of the people being gone they do and it, it does feel a little forced when they did do mention that yeah it's just like it- there's even like a uh, posters for people who need like uh therapy for getting blipped there's even like a blip aiding dating app which i saw on there for really? only people That's who cool. are blipped i was like oh what's that um you gotta watch this again john like tanham your, your, your spouse left you during the blip I, like, and how you're just, up is this? but yeah. apart from the blip which i say, guess you said the extremists and the black widow everything is post blip and mephisto's in this too by the way um but um, <laughs> but what did what what did y'all think about um all of the marvel stuff i'm talking mostly wong fighting abomination <laughs> and then also i guess it seems like the avengers getting back together to fight some multi-dimensional war at the end right um, some of them, I guess it's pretty cool. I think that I wouldn't say like it hurts the movie to me. It's just some of it. I think the mention of the blip because of the way it was, was mentioned, like, you know, sometimes the half of the population or something like in a casual way like that, it feels weird. Um, other than that, it is really nice to have like little small cameos of, of Marvel stuff. I think, uh, we all knew that most of that was going to come it's after in the trailer the, uh, too. Well, it's also, oh, we yeah. knew that most of it, not aside from the abomination and wong mm-hmm. fight which mm-hmm. is pretty cool like it's very brief like i think you you can watch the trailer and just see the the entire fight it, yeah. yeah the entire fight um we kind of knew that most of the marvel stuff was coming after the credits you get what i mean so yeah. like uh 
I didn't mention. I didn't see a whole lot of Easter eggs. Like I'm, I'm sure you guys did. I didn't see like a dating. Call, call, hey, call Andrew and I blip, Easter bunnies because uh, we be finding those eggs. Blip. Is that what an Easter bunny does? <laughs> no, he leaves the eggs because <laughs> like, we be Shit. fucking alive. Maybe, maybe ooh, ooh. we fucking. Alive. Yeah, but we do we, it on Easter. We fuck like rabbits. We only do it on Easter morning. We be uh, humping hard. The the, the 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 tomb was empty, and now. I'm not. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know why you, you had to add it's to good. that joke. It was Sorry. funny. Um, it was, shit, you just threw my... I'm just thinking of rabbits fucking... <laughs> you sicko. <laughs> why, why, would, why would you do that? <laughs> um, <laughs> it was... Um, it, it, I mean, they didn't really um, do much to the movie. I think the movie felt very standalone-ish. I think you had to, obviously, because it's a Marvel movie and you need to know what's going to happen next. Um, where all of this is going, even though we really don't know wh- yeah. like what type of Avengers team up or something is going to happen. Well, the 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 I wouldn't even say them the main villain because that's that's Wen Wu, but I the the, the Ten the, Rings itself is like the a Ten giant. Rings and the idea that the Ten Rings you know came to all of these dimensions and seemed to have made a hole for soul suckers from a different place. Yeah, to come nice. through is a huge kind of like diverging. I don't know. It's like a massive dimensional event that we're kind of having to deal with. And in, in Shang-Chi, it happens over thousands of years. Right. But that also happened. And you're like, whoa, all these. It, it literally tore a hole through a mountain. And now there's soul suckers that aren't supposed to be here. Like a giant dragon. Sucking and souls. Yeah. And I was like, man, that, you know, obviously the CGI stuff feels marvelly, But that's like the introduction that there are these massive dangers that shouldn't be in our universe and Tylo's in a different dimension, but now things are, are crisscross. Um, like the rapper applesauce. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And then I think the most marvelly thing to me probably did feel like that third act. I mean, the giant, it kind of went big when it didn't really need to sort of go big or go <clears throat> home. Then go home, John. Um, but it was really, uh, budget. it was really nice okay. though. I mean, it was like, I mean, the, I would have liked a little bit more of a personal fight between, the um, I'm gonna call him the Mandarin, uh, Wenwu and uh, Shang-Chi, but it was like still satisfying. I mean, that it was I'm not gonna lie, it's exciting to watch like a, yeah. two dragons go at it, it's pretty cool. Um, I feel like you know, I think I texted you and I told Brent afterwards, I was like, man, there's three endings to a big epic fantasy, um, uh, 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 uh wuxia movie like this. There's like, um, you know, you can have a giant battle because that's kind of what it's leading up to a one on one fight with, with Shang-Chi and his dad. Or you can have giant monsters and uh, Marvel like circled all, all three options, yeah. <laughs> and you're like, damn. But yes I to all, I get it because I feel like you see it more in other things, and you see it here too. But kind of like that last episode of Wandavision, you're like, damn. Now it's a giant uh, witch fight, you know? Like yeah. there's it, mm-hmm. there is a reliance on it um, in this movie, and maybe it's because it's cinematic and it's on an IMAX screen or the, a really big screen. I kind of felt that, and then the second or third time, I kind of looked around and people freaking love it does that make sense like it is a moment where you see him <laughs> gliding through the air doing that circle ring thing to a, sh- a visual fucking it's, meal and it's like everyone and in the theater was like on eating on like bated breath being like yeah. <gasps> like you know what's gonna and then he um, has like that slight movement and then b- burst that thing i was like well, okay maybe it's for, um, for this what's happening now it here. was so funny because that moment happened with you like i remember like it was building yeah. up and he was uh, running on the I dragon creamed. he was running on the dragon and then he Edge. sends he sends the rings down its throat and he starts to spin him inside <laughs> it and there's the shot where he's falling yeah. and like this uh 
this you know fat soul sucker um is <laughs> a bad uh, daddy herself yeah yeah um well he's getting consumed by water and held down by water yeah. and he's you know f- uh, flying down and i remember hearing you go oh shit <laughs> like <laughs> well it is a lot and you're just like yeah. oh my god well, that's like probably one of the best shots of the movie yeah. uh, to be honest but and then he just is the tiniest like switch and then yeah Bam! Bam! Just fucking blows it up. I was like, damn, this is gory as fuck. I'm getting chills. It's not like Andrew's pitching the movie to me. I'm like, yeah. Green light. Green light in the room. (laughs) For a wet, like the great protector. What'd you think about that wet scene, I guess? Um, (laughs) The the Marvel stuff? (laughs) You talk about how marvelly it was? Yeah. Um, but no, that, that final scene was was epic. And I remember I kept turning around to you. I was like, is Avatar the last airbender? And all the fucking water and shit that we kept moving around. And then, um, yeah, eventually I was like, this is full on just Dragon Ball Z now. It's he big. Sh- he shoots Everything's a- big. Yeah, it's, it's pretty big. <laughs> he uses like the rings all, all at once and like, all with, you know, all 10 on one fist and sends him into like the ocean. I was like, fuck, that yeah. was straight off of fucking Goku and Freeze on Namek. Um, but yeah, and then super uh, crazy with the actual fucking intro to Dragon Ball also with the rocking the dragon and whatnot, running along the dragon and running on top of it and riding this dragon. Sinking with it. With Chala head Chala, Chala, Chala Chala's fucking playing in the background. <laughs> Aquafina actually re- references a Kamehameha yeah. like at one point. And it's just crazy because like, you know, obviously that, that comes from Japan, but just uh, how, ce- how much of a celebration of just asian culture in general this movie is or it's like oh to have heroes that look like you is super important but um at the same time you know if, if you're mad about the cgi you're like oh they didn't crouch and tiger hidden dragon which is a fucking amazing movie also and stuff that paved the way for something like this that's an inspiration for something like this so when um you know i, I get you know you already had top-notch martial arts in the first 20 minutes there's like three fights or four fights and so now it, it makes sense that it, it's the the payoff the climax yeah it's, it's a big climax and i think i texted you too like you know the they hugest tell, climax they teach you when you're climaxing to think of something that I'm just kidding, no. <laughs> but, they, but they tell you when you're writing a climax and i mean this is just like you know cinematic uh, kira kurosawa does it with weather you know the climax there's always a shit ton of wind and you're like yeah. okay i get it this is the big scene and they do that in this movie like tenfold but part of me thinks that it's also them thinking like okay if someone's paying you know 20 bucks to watch this in imax what do they want like do if they want to be like oh i paid money you know and it's worth it which it was it was already worth it going up but like this now you're like damn i got this for cheap you know (laughs) it was this this dragon it was funny because uh me you and brent were constantly talking through this movie which was cool because there was no one in the row behind us or it's cool everyone shut up yeah, yeah. Let calm, us talk. Calm down. We're podcasting. Well, and at some point, I noticed like Brett was like yelling because of how loud the, the IMAX was, and so he was talking to you, and I was like, "Shut the fuck up." Brett was talking to me about something else. He was like, "Did you see that Dune trailer?" Yeah. And so, uh, but yeah, um, during this scene. All of us weren't saying shit because <laughs> we're just staring at this huge ass screen where <laughs> he was like three dragons. Yeah, he was exactly. trying to protect me. <laughs> I, I was like fucking <laughs> from scared. The, from the screen, <laughs> just like you know the seats shaking, and I feel like Molly Shannon and Tyler Day. I, I had my hand on the on my gun <laughs> when that scene was happening, and then the other on Brent Stein. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> on my other my, on my other gap. Um, I feel like there's you know and and. I feel like to to your point, John, because I felt it too the first time. It just seems like they don't have to do it 
in anything else other than like the big cinematic stuff. Because right, right. And, even yeah. though that Loki's final episode was really very dramatic, the episode right before that was also a giant smoke, you know, yeah, yeah, smoke glorious dragon. purpose, yeah, baby. It, it is like, you know, I, I get that that's something that a lot of people may be like, okay, this is a lot. And I guess this is just what we sign up for, for these Marvel movies. And it, for me, it was more along the lines of like every Marvel movie has the fucking fate of the world yeah. at stake. And that I'm, I, I don't know if I'll be on board with every time because I'll be like, damn. Well, this one does. How it, can we live? How can we survive? This one does it <laughs> in the. In, yeah. This one does it in the smartest way. It's like pocket dimension. Yeah. This is the gate. Like this is the gate that's. Like, yeah. You know, we're right on the cusp, and we're we the don't last see dif- New York yeah. or San Francisco being trampled again. Yeah, yeah. and like right, all these yeah. people die, but you're like, oh shit! Like they're not, they're not even. Like on if Earth. they lose this pocket dimension, eventually it'll get, get through the gate. Yeah. 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 They still got this going on. Um, I, what, what did you think about? Well, let's go back to this—the origin of the Ten Rings. Because I mean, even in that after-credit scene, you're getting context for what they are, which really wasn't even important the whole time you were seeing them being used. But what do you think it is? They reference a beacon. Beep, 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 hee, Shimon. Um, what do you think the Ten Rings are? I mean, they seem like they're from somewhere else, and they—we just found them, or, or when we just found them, like thousands of years ago he just put them on like just yeah <laughs> oh, <laughs> look at this fucking bling i did that yesterday with a meteor um i swallowed a meteor and now i'm sick <laughs> but what do you what do you what do you think about that do you think that that's going to be a common thing when we see new characters maybe even mutants like is this are we seeing kind of the formation of some kind of like interdimension origin of a ton of different characters um, because I mean, it's important enough that, that Bruce Banner and, uh, I was going to say Matt Bonner, but, and, and, uh, the Spurs player and, uh, Captain Marvel and Wong, they're invested in it, you know, that they're trying to figure something out. What do you think about the 10 rings? Um, I like that they leave it kind of inconspicuous and they don't let that be the focus of the movie because it's very easy to start getting alien with it because we've already done it And just start thinking about it the whole movie. Yeah, Yeah. um, and so it's really cool on how they leave it kind of vague at the beginning where it's like, hey, some say he found it in a tomb, some say it was was an alien, you know, an alien thing, which... In the book, it's in the books. It's it's kind of like a ripoff of the Green Lantern <laughs> origin, where the they get here in an alien ship, and you know they they use it. It ends up being you know um, leading to Fing Fang Foom, which is uh, they, it's it's a a race of shapeshifters that basically that that sent the rings, and so I have a you know we saw one dragon here, and what if we bump into a bad dragon or. Um, what if uh, another bigger, badder dragon comes in and slays the the great protector easily? And now what? You know what's what's gonna happen? But um, yeah, I think it's really really cool that they left it kind of uh, ominous or obscure because now you can explore that in the next one or um, the one after that. Maybe it has something to do with the Eternals. Are we gonna see these rings in the Eternals? Because oh, you're um, right. They said that he, he he's been wearing <clears throat> he's been wearing the rings for a thousand a thousand years. Yeah, but they said when will the Eternals? What the well, but they said that. That the um, the rings are a thousand years older than that, like thousands of years older than when he found them. So yeah. you know, um, so potentially it, it it's crazy because as far back as we've seen was only what the ca- the the uh, Captain America, the Avenger, the first Avenger. Yeah, that's the furthest we've ever seen in the timeline, and we're like, okay, he's mm-hmm. the first one. But they've been there for forever now with the Eternals and yeah. and Shang Chi and stuff like that. So it's super interesting. Mm. Yeah, I think um, it's a it's a cool little thing to explore obviously and to keep it open ended to, to explore in um in future movies and I think it's in, uh it's exciting to speculate where they come from. I think they're <clears throat> obviously alien in nature but I can see them doing an interdimensional thing because yeah. it seems like you know the multiverse is a thing now with uh 
Oh yeah. With, you know, the upcoming stuff that's about to happen. So, um, yeah, it's, it's exciting to see. I think I've, I, I don't think it's going to lead to like Fin Fang Foom. I, I would like it to, even though I think the name is kind of racist. Yeah. Racist. He um, wears think, shorts, right? Fin Fang Foom. I think I remember seeing that. He's in a dragon person. Think, yeah. I thought Fin, fin, fin Fang Foom is a dragon. I oh, think. I thought he wore shorts. <clears throat> Maybe it's a dragon wearing shorts. <laughs> um, <laughs> booty shorts. He, uh, but I don't know if it'll like it'll lead to that, but I do think it, they're probably going to, and if it does, they're going to modify it like the way, you know, cause Marvel's really good at modifying the problematic, uh, you know, some source material that's po- problematic when I mean, they did that with Ant-Man, they did that with Shang-Chi. So like, um, it's, yeah, I think it's, it's really awesome to, um, to explore that in a future movie. It was really cool to get like right off the bat to see the cameos of, uh, they are booty shorts. Oh shit. Finn Fang does work. <laughs> Shorts can't um, show that on TV. You can't, yeah. Never nude. Yeah. <laughs> so it is really cool to see the cameos of like you know Bruce Banner and um and Captain Marvel. And a cool thing that I don't know if a lot of people noticed. I'm sure everyone noticed. Yeah. Is that Bruce Banner is not the Hulk? Mm, yeah. Got switched back. Yeah. He, uh, he went I, back. To so Marvel. I have a theory of that too because obviously this this is um the next time we see them. We're yeah, it's setting in, up all the other things <clears throat> too. So it's like oh you know she um, she yeah she exactly scrolls so, all of them are scrolls. You know you you already got hints to the Hawkeye stuff in Black Widow and now you're getting the She Hulk yeah, stuff. Was, so I think this is a really yeah exactly the Marvels in uh, Wandavision and Loki and you know Doctor Strange whatever. But anyway um, I think um, in this iteration I think it's it's a way to depower the Hulk because you know. If the Hulk's around, then why do you need She-Hulk? True. And so... Um, and he's hurt. And it's just a way to, to one, depower him. It's just like in, in, in Infinity War where it's like split up Doctor you Strange gotta him, and yeah. you got to de- you know destroy the Hulk, uh, uh, Captain Marvel's away, whatever. Um, so it's the same thing here, but uh, I think they're going to leave it for like a really cool review where it's like, hey, remember how I was permanently the Hulk? Well, I found a way to reverse that, but I'm permanently Bruce Banner now and now the Hulk's gone. But in oh, the show, smart guy. No, I, I think in the show it'll be like someone's in danger and someone's about to die, and he, the Hulk, will yeah. overcome that. Oh, and yeah. he'll bust out, and it'll Can be this badass the moment for him. The he's like, I only have one more time or something like that. Yeah, and exactly. It's it's like my hero academia, the All Might thing, where it's like, oh, All Might can't turn into the the strong guy anymore or whatever. But um, you didn't watch my hero academia. No, I, 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 you know, there's, I think there's a Black Widow in this movie too, right? Mm, Fighting in, in the rain. extremist soldier. It, it, I do appreciate the balance, and this whole movie's kind of about balance. But you know, of of the the, the 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 Marvel stuff that that you could overpower movie. Honestly, there are a lot of Marvel movies that are solely that. Infinity War, Endgame, basically everything you know past 2017 like it and and in this film it does still feel kind of standalone in a way that still you know references the world that it's in right because it is post endgame and of course the mightiest avengers and doctor strange in particular would be interested in whatever the fuck yeah can't hide from them um but i mean to me it just makes sense they didn't know how endgame was gonna end so they're like all right we'll do our own thing yeah yeah and then you tell us like how we're gonna just sprinkle in little references here and there like which that was perfect yeah i'm um i well so getting back to to the the film um uh, we can just talk about whatever like we 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 can think of but i really like the music and i looked up the composer it's uh uh, joel p west who really is just a destin daniel guy like he made the music for a short term 12 and just mercy and this apart from like the great like lyrical songs like run it which was good i'm sure the soundtrack is doing well but 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 Chung Chi's theme, I think, is one of the best themes because the motif can be played with like with just one 
uh, you know, a mandolin instrument. And then suddenly at that scene we're talking about with the spinny rings exploding out of the chest, it, it is like full orchestra, same theme, but really, 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 really strong. And, and the same for like, you know, the 10 rings, all of the characters. Um, that really stood to me. I was like, man, this, this is a really good score mm-hmm. that knows like when to, to really amp it up, to be ominous. A lot of moments of this that are ominous. Mostly with Wenwu, where it's slow and it's brooding and scary. And then very much, I mean, those action sequences are good and made better because of the way the music is during those scenes. But yeah, what else stood out to you? Any Anything in particular that we haven't talked about so far? Um, cinematography is pretty great. I think we mentioned that Bill Pope, um, or William Pope, excuse me. Yeah, I don't. we got to figure <laughs> out what's going on. I'm sure there's a reason. I'm thinking of the, probably, I don't want to make fun of it too much, but I was like thinking of that meme with Pooh where he's just like Bill Pope and yeah. then he puts on the suit and he's like William Pope. Um, uh, the cinematography was great. I thought, um, been a fan of Bill Pope since uh, The Matrix and he did Scott Pilgrim. He does most of Edgar Wright's movies, I think. Yeah. Um, and um, Brad Allen, who recently um, left us, um, the choreography was just insane. The stunt work I again mean, works with Edgar Wright. Edgar Wright, yeah, yeah. Scott Pilgrim. Like, he Scott did, the, Pilgrim. The, did the stunts for that, and then obviously he's like on Jackie Chan's stunt team, which is like epic. Like that's where you want to be when it comes to you that know, line of work. Like yeah, li- like the on-screen fighting. Like that's that's the that's it's peak. awesome. Like when it's you watch best. like Doesn't you know police story or something like a Jackie Chan film, it's just like whoa, these shit. Um, <laughs> that's pretty great. I asked, um a little gripe I had with the fight scenes is that every time I Every time, like, it seems like an impact was about to happen. Like, they went into Snyder-esque slow-mo, which, like, happened a little too often. Yeah. Um, I would have liked to have just been a straight-on, just, like, let's just see the fight scene. Pretty like, matrixy in a way, right? <clears throat> Very matrixy, yeah. But, um... Matrices? Uh, it's a, I mean, it, other than that, it was pretty pretty good. I mean, I like the... Um, yeah, I think the, the, the action is the thing that really, like, is the... Is the yeah. Is I mean, the a lot of people are saying that this is the best action... In a Marvel movie, and I think part of it is because it, it really does have some of the best action cinematographers alive right now and the best action writers around. I mean, we haven't even talked about um, Dave Callahan, who wrote Godzilla, did some work on Ant-Man, Mortal Kombat, Zombieland 2. Like, he is the big action yeah. writer right now. He's, he's doing the next Spider-Verse movie. Mortal Kombat. Yeah, hmm. more fighting, am I right? And then, and you know, and then of course, like the 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 Jackie Chan <laughs> team, because it's not just uh, Brad Allen. Like the entire team that worked with Jackie Chan also worked on a lot of the sense for this movie. It just takes everything to a whole another level, and it also pay, plays a lot of homage to that Wuxia film, House of Flying Daggers. Right. We're talking about Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. It those are personal films where the characters have different fighting styles, all from originating from a really good place and that happens here i mean just like the most noticeable one is is shang chi fighting like his dad for the first part of the movie and then towards the end also incorporating his mom's style like identically like the exact thing that she teaches him to do with his hands he uses to beat his dad and also to do the spinny yeah uh, heart thing i think like that motivation behind a fighting style it happens in marvel movies but in in this way, with this you know marriage of the visuals of the cinematography, the music, it's just it feels perfectly like put in place, and every character has that. It it means so much too, man. It it's so awesome. Just again, this man, the the thought that I don't even know how you can like up it like in in the second one, which I'm excited to see. You know, evidently yeah. there's going to be a second one. I don't know if you saw the box office numbers, but the bo um, this was a fucking success. Body odor. Body odor. The body odor number was high. 
<laughs> a lot of stinky people. <laughs> in that, in that, but yeah, and so more. <laughs> I can't wait to see what the second one. And you know, the, each of these MCU, the most the MCU properties that we've gone with in the last year, all have to do with a the theme, except for Falcon and Winter Soldier, <laughs> um, um, which and and Black Widow, I guess, um, which is the multiverse thing. Oh yeah, where mm-hmm. you know it, it's all sort sort of like magic <clears throat> and mystical, and you know we're calling things from other universes. Now we're setting up this beacon yeah. for. Uh, you know, potentially some other stuff, and so a lot of like specific color magic, like the Soul Sucker in this, and Catherine Hahn in the mm-hmm. other Agatha Purple, <laughs> and you're like, okay, all bad magic is purple now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so um, yeah, I think it's it's it, we're we're going towards uh something even crazier, which is is pretty crazy to even think of because yeah. of this movie. I mean, did you notice that the uh you know Doctor Strange and Wong, their little circles that they make i don't know what they're called sorry i know there's the, a name the, the sling rings yeah the, the, the portals are portals. like are fire and all that stuff but yeah, all the portals to get to tylee are, are water and i was like oh i guess yeah. we can do mm-hmm. all kinds of circles in this in this universe and i'm sure it's thought out and like planned and it's gonna be late is there gonna be a rock circle for Korg? The, the thing with Korg? Korg all of the rock characters all the hard <laughs> the characters thing, the thing the thing and Korg coming in with through a rock um, <laughs> it'll be really interesting to see but I think that that yeah it was it was a very thought out anything else that y'all want to talk about I'm sure there's more like if as soon as I see another you gotta watch it again John yeah, like yeah, damn for real yeah I, I'm kind of like jealous that you guys have so much the to say speed, on it the speed because reference John I there's a speed reference on the bus there is. Oh, yeah there is a speed reference on the bus. I caught that part but like, I don't think you did yeah you gotta your watch favorite it movie of course <laughs> speed um, to cruise control <laughs> of like 50 minute long cruise ship crash right, you didn't course. see the Junji Ito poster <laughs> right in, in Katie's room oh I saw that yeah the Godfather poster and oranges the, and the, the orange joke what were the other ones the Warriors the Warriors was Kung Fu Hustle yeah a lot of posters everywhere yeah <laughs> <laughs> and all the BMWs of course <laughs> Um, uh, uh, Razor Fist drives a uh, a new electric BMW. Of course, that says Razor Fist yeah. on it. Yeah, so you know yeah. that's going to be like a a version of the car you can buy now. Yeah, graffitied uh, with Razor. It looks Fist. like a Hot Wheels. Like like <laughs> <laughs> <It's> fake. Yeah. <laughs> um, now I think we might be like yeah. I think we might have covered the majority of it, other than like just geeking out on it. I think I probably will have more to say on it whenever I do watch it a second time, but it's going to be yeah Not I mean, off I just, mic. It's going to be off mic. No, the thing and is no like gonna know. I guess I'll I'll start with the final thoughts. Then I guess yeah, like, go ahead. Great. And then Andrew and I will continue for another hour, probably because <laughs> we watch it twice. Damn, this is kidding. a great movie. I I can't wait to go back to watch it. Like I was actually considering going after this podcast. No, again, what? But it's actually a little late. But um, we're going, baby. It's um tonight. It's probably one of the better Marvel movies. Like ever made now like it's weird how they keep again i'm gonna just reiterate what i said it's weird how they keep getting hits but this is a hit yeah like, this is great and um you know obviously probably in the top five marvel all-time marvel movies like mcu uh projects which is pretty awesome um can't wait to see more i can't wait to see this uh character join the not that it needs to because not everything i'm glad that we're getting back to like s- solo movies even though some movies kind of still have a team up like dr strange and spider-man and shit um but yeah, I can't wait to see him join the join the circus, like yeah. the way um, uh, Mark Ruffalo says there at the very end. Send in the clowns, am I right? Yep. Joker, get in there. <clears throat> um, Andrew, what did you think about? What are your final thoughts on this movie? 
Um, I mean, I've gushed about it a lot for sure. Um, I'm sure I will even have more things to say after another the viewing rewards as well. Rewards or rewatch for sure. Yeah, yeah, and um, just just really, really um, awesome filmmaking all the way around. They thought about everything, every single department. Um, everything is for a reason, whether that's uh, the exposition that you need in a Marvel movie or the Marvel-y stuff, the after credit scenes, the action. It's all super warranted, and it's not just for the sake of being in the movie. Um, there, there's so much culture and love packed into this movie, and I hope it. Um, I hope that that it, it means a lot more to people than it does to me, because I, I think it's really, really cool. And it's not just the people, you know. It's not just the, the Asian culture and stuff like that. Where you know, now I'm a fan. Now I want to go back and read his his books and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And mm-hmm. I'm a you know Hispanic Latino male or whatever, you know. Yeah. And um, yeah, I, I think it's really, really awesome for for the rep- representation front, and I can't wait to see what's gonna happen. Um, what, what what's in store now because you know there, there's so many it's like dr strange dr strange has only had one movie but he's appeared seven times and so now shang chi is the same way where he's got this one movie and now i want to see where he's going to pop up next are you going to put him in the eternals uh, because they're messing with the 10 rings at the end or are you going to put him in um this or that are you going to put him in hawkeye i, I want to see i want where what, what's his next appearance because i am there because of how um, zombie shang chi no yeah yeah exactly <laughs> um he's dead yeah. already <laughs> <laughs> just super um, awesome and I, I can't wait to see more of him and I'm glad that they ended up getting a, a young buck for the role because now he can go for 10 years 10 15 years um 10 or, or, or 20 more years you know as long as he wants to play the character and um he's oh, probably locked in right to some yeah, crazy well, contract like it, it's like people like Paul Bettany and Loki where it's like oh I would play this forever if they didn't write me out you yeah, know yeah. but uh, I hope that these characters stick around forever because they're so uh, timeless and relevant and um just progressive and it's crazy to see something like this that's been around since 1973 to still evolve into the best version of itself yeah um and yeah i mean i kind of want to pick up his uh he has a a a comic book series that just debuted this past year nice yeah and it's him versus the entire marvel universe and i'm like i want to see that it's like world war hulk um when the hulk came down from earth from being sent off to by the illuminati and um, he ends up fighting the Marvel Universe, and you know I want to see Shang Chi fight Ghost Rider. How how do you stand up against Ghost Rider? You know, but um, yeah, it, it it's turned me into a fan, and it kind of I hope it, it it's done that for a lot of people. Yeah, and I think that's what's really uh, really exciting. I think for Marvel is the fact that they can do that, still reinvent itself. This movie feels very much uh, you know it's an, on its own, but. It's also, I feel like now, you know, the pinnacle for a filmmaker might be making a Marvel movie. I know that's kind of crazy, but I'm talking in terms of budget and then the audience you're going to get, unless you're James Cameron or some shit. Like, the amount of people that are going to watch your movie, if you make a Marvel movie, is is really high. And these are all, the people that made this movie are, are near the top, or are at the top of their craft. Cinematography, fighting, um, and then the, this amazing cast that's in this film. Um, it's an incredibly fun movie. It is uh, a diverse film, even within the Asian community. Community. I mean, I appreciate that Aquafina uh, is ABC American-born Chinese, so even she has another like layer to this. Who doesn't speak the language well? You know, very much an Americanized um, uh, 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 Asian person in a film where there are people who have been alive for thousands of years. You know, so it's uh, yeah. I think it's an incredibly complete movie, which I like, and it really does reward a rewatch because the decisions they make in this are. Um, incredibly risky 
And the fact that they legit like just revisit repressed memories like a person would, you know, in in, in uh, is kind of risky too because they're like, oh, you're gonna see, show the same scene seven times, but you're gonna see a little more or from another person's point of view every time. Like that is something we haven't seen in a Marvel movie yet, and so I think it's it's a lot of really great filmmaking. But even subconsciously, without thinking about all that stuff, you'll just smile or laugh. Or have a great time, feel a little sad in some moments, and um, I mean, by the time you're at big soul sucker uh, fighting dragon, you'll just be fully immersed in this world. Um, so yeah, I think it's a great, great, great film. And uh, yeah, and again, if you're not going to movie theaters, it's fine. Drive, watch it on a drive-in. I know people are doing that because they don't want to be a theater. Um, uh, watch it on a matinee. You can even rent a theater now for like 150 bucks or something. I know that's kind of high, but honestly, if you're thinking about what you're getting, it's not that you know high. Um, or just wait and watch it on Disney Plus because it will still be worth it to watch uh, you know in your home. Although I would say watch, if you watch on the IMAX, Giant Soul Sucker is pretty cool. Yeah, man, just one of those movies that almost like uh, that that kind of goes against what Martin Scorsese said wow. too where it's like uh, it's not just a theme park big well, especially yeah. because one of these movies like is already like this you know like Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon is so mystical yeah. and so like big and grand and it's got wire work it's got CGI it's got all this stuff it was big uh, big box like a lot yeah, of people exactly yeah. culture the cast uh, it's got the right the right crew and stuff like that and it's all done for the right reasons and it, it, it th- that plays into this too and so um, amazing yeah Really, really exciting stuff. Well, um, uh, we've come to the end of this pod, and you don't have to wait for the after credits to see uh, what what this is leading to because we're going to do plugs right now. Porgs? John, John, oh, we're going to do porgs right now. You're going to do them? Yeah. <laughs> How did you did Chewbacca kill a porg in yeah. front of the porgs? That's crazy, right? So, yeah. No, you I mean, probably cooking it. messed up. Yeah, what if you didn't kill it before you started roasting it? Just oh started roasting God. it. I, w- I mean, you would think he would just eat it. You think he, he just, just like just eat. snaps the neck? Yeah. Real quick. Mm. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, um, I'm going to plug this podcast, Countdown to Infinity. Um, right now they are was what do y'all call it? Watching what if? Yeah. Y'all are like the watchers yeah. watching what if. Um, we will be on an episode very, very soon. Yeah. They, they're going through, um, I think they're going to do a zombies episode, which we're excited. Maybe we'll record tomorrow. Who knows? Um, possibly. Because we're doing a thing tomorrow, right? She. Yeah. I mean, that you, it comes uh, out like, tomorrow. Probably like around eight o'clock, I guess. I work to eight tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. We'll, we'll talk off time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. We're, we're planning it right now on Mike. Um, also, I work uh, to eight. Revenge of the Sequel. Revenge of the Sequel is back. Um, you're recording movies for that podcast. It is going to be a fun season. We're kicking off with some halloween ones and then we'll go into some normal i don't know if it normal, normal sequels but like we'll what does normal mean for you sequels um so yeah check that out that's fun and then go listen to the countdown strikes back which we are like we'll let andrew plug the rest of that podcast i yeah. guess from the wicked stuff uh, andrew what do you have to plug? my shit now now i'm not gonna uh, plug it Fuck that. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, Unplug yeah, it. listen to the... Yeah, exactly. Unplug it. Don't listen, listen to, to it. the Countdown Strike Cancel Back. Cancel it. For sure. Oh, I mean, don't. Um, for sure. Um, I love Star Wars with all my heart, possibly even more than I love Marvel or the MCU. <laughs> um, and uh, we got our Babu's Book Club going on over there on the Patreon and stuff like that. But also we we uh, reviewed The Bad Batch, which is the most recent one. We're going to have an episode for Star Wars Visions, which is uh, coming up real soon mm. um, as well, which should be exciting. Um, that's the one where Paul Bettany and more is Asian back culture for Star Wars, right? More Asian culture is gonna be the best. Yeah, um, and uh, also uh, director showdown with Brent and and Adam. Uh, they're on the the pod uh, uh, under the umbrella 
Under my umbrella. And then um, Dirty Radio with my buddy John Escudero. Some exciting things happening in the pro res- uh, professional wrestling uh, world and all that uh, jazz. Free agents getting signed and shit. Like it's a big it's, time. It's a big like moment. Like if it's an NFL or the NFL or something. <laughs> the XFL. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. Listen to everything John said uh, as well, I guess. Uh, thank you so much for listening to the get pod. vaccinated and wear a mask. Yes, make sure to get vaccinated, wear a mask. We can watch more MC movies in theaters if you do, and then uh, support. If you want to support the pod, go to Patreon.com/slash/DelphinPod. D e l f i n p o d. They're listening to this episode before everyone else because they're on Patreon, right? And you can too. Hmm, that's good. Bye. Manscaped.